All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on back to another episode of the Cinema Lords podcast. Episode number six. We are on to our second hand. We're rolling strong. It has been a crazy day for your host today. I had a wild morning. A lot of drama. Of adversity. Big drama. <laughs> then the sporting game had just as much drama. Sporting ended up getting the dub again today. 2 nothing, but didn't get both goals until after the 90th minute. Oh, nice. But okay. able to pull out another dub, Champions League against Tottenham. So love to see that for the sporting issues out there. Uh, but like I said, crazy morning. We have a big show for you guys today. Hopefully this show is a little bit more uh, what we expect and calm and not so chaotic. But... Uh, before we get into all of our topics, we have a lot to cover. We're going to be doing our uh, recaps for Rings of Power, for She-Hulk, for House of the Dragon. We got some news to talk about, D23 especially, which was Boo. quite a letdown. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but before we get into it, let's go around the table real quick. Back on the ones and twos, better than ever. He's here again, Mr. Los. What's up, baby? How's it going? Good, baby. Glad to be Good. back. Episode 6, picking up steam. Let's go. We sure are. Happy to have you here. Thanks for helping out, as always. Couldn't do the show without you. And then back again, making his uh, second debut, his second episode on the pod, Mr. Seth Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing? Good to be back again, fellas. Uh, I like being tied for the league lead in appearances, so glad I, uh, <laughs> glad I passed the test the yes, first sir. time around and we're back. Um, yeah, got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Some, uh, Like I said, some news, some show recaps. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Let's go. Yeah, man. The feedback I gotta say was real good from you on that first episode. I, I got a lot of a lot of people said that you fit right in, that you were natural. So, like a glove, baby. Yeah. Did you have fun the first time? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's uh, it's cool to have this platform to talk about the shit that we talk about. You know, sitting on the couch until two in the morning talking about. So it's nice to get it out there and have people recognize it. So let's keep it going. Amen, baby. Amen. So uh, I guess we should start with just one little tidbit about the show. I know I talked to you guys about doing the Cobra Kai breakdowns. We're also going to be doing it. Uh, we decided to let the people have a couple more days to view the season, especially with the first NFL Sunday coming up. I know a lot of people probably spent their Sunday watching football. So uh, we are still going to be doing that. Don't you worry. Uh, loved, loved season five. Cannot wait to talk, uh, talk to you guys about it. Uh, me and Los, I think, are going to be sitting down hopefully on Thursday with Seth as well. Yeah, I'll be producing it. There um, we go. Getting back into, I'm actually on season two right now, so love uh, to hear that. I'm hopping that on the recommendation train. Yeah, I've been ripping through it. I like these half hour episodes so much more too. It's so nice to just like rip through like you know four 26 minute episodes yep. versus the hour long ones. And like I said, it's good to just binge watch. So yeah, Very I've just been ripping watches. through them. But and every episode season fun. season one was just like that. You yep. Know? On to the next one. So yeah, so far so good. Well, we'd love to hear that. Another Cobra in the house, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, like I said, going to be busting that out. Hopefully, uh, I think on Thursday night. So, be on the lookout for that. Um, so, I guess we'll start with our, uh, our guest today. We're going to be starting with Seth. Um, the last time we talked to you, the last time you were here, you had just started True Detective Season 1. Yep. Any uh, any update on that? Yeah, uh, ended up finishing it. Finished um, it, nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole the whole season I was a big fan of. Um I kind of like the the first half of the season a little bit more. I was like I said, I still ended up. It seemed like the first half was more about McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Yep. And the second half was more about you know figuring yeah, sure out the who you know like the the murder and the crime and all that. So I was a little bit more still intrigued ultimately with the first half where like the relationship between McConaughey and and Woody Harrelson. Um, but I mean, I think they the way that they tied it perfectly. You know, even years down the road, the yeah. fact that they were still able to tie it together and. I thought it was, you know, when they were interviewing them, 
the other detectives were interviewing the older versions of them. Yep. I thought it was like way after the you know the mystery was solved and all that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty yeah, much right at the, the same timeline. Yep. Yeah. So yep. th- I thought that was cool. Coming um, back to solve the case years later. Yeah, like I said, the, the whole season was uh, was awesome. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not a huge TV show guy, so for me to say that it means a lot, but. Yeah, big fan of the season. Love to hear Seth, that. Have you, picked up, have you picked up smoking cigarettes since you uh, watched that season? <laughs> I have not, but if I did, it would be just Matthew McConaughey, one rip, half the butt gone. <laughs> like, you know, like Bernie Mac and Bad yeah. Santa, same thing, yeah. just ripping through it. Yeah, it just it made me want a cigarette really bad. The I two biggest chiefs of all time might be those two characters right yep. there. But uh, happy to hear that you enjoyed it for sure. You and Ledoux both gave it, you know, high praise. So glad I just want to be clear season two, no. No, 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 Kingpin mobster tough guy didn't buy. That's that. not his role. Oh. Yeah, that's not his role. Come on, Colin Farrell, who I've never been a fan of. It just it, it didn't have any. Uh, just didn't have anything that season one had. All right, we'll just we'll leave it as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Good season one. People did not we'll like it. Some critics, everybody, the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I remember too. Like it. So yeah. it's tough to follow that up. You know, it sure is. He was writing. So uh, was it Nick Pizzotti there, the guy who wrote the show? He wrote. He spent like he said like his whole entire life basically writing that first season of True Detective. He had spent years pouring over that script. And then, of course, after it was such a huge hit, HBO's like, all right, what do you got for season two? And then he has to turn around and write that, a yeah. new story, and, you know, yeah, a, a year months, or two. Yeah. So, obviously, it's going to not, you know, it's just not going to hold up. It's kind of like how Fargo was, too, right? Like, different, like, new season, but Fargo? different story and, like, you know, different characters yes. and things like that. I was like going to say, that's so. a show that we haven't talked about that we're definitely going to get into at some point. There are some seasons of Fargo that I love, and then there are a couple yeah. that I'm just like, nah, I didn't even finish them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the same concept. It's a different plot, different characters, same yeah. setting, though, and stuff like that. I liked Fargo up until the last season. The last season with uh, the Chris, Chris Rock. Chris Rock, Chris Rock. Didn't season. do it for me, but every other season besides that I loved it season 3 I struggled with too to be honest season 2 I loved season 1 I thought was seasons 1 and 2 I, I thought were fantastic I actually think I liked the second one a little bit more than the first one but that's actually a free recommendation if you haven't seen any of Fargo guys go check out Fargo it's TV series it's good I don't know it's gotta be streaming on something but you guys can find that somewhere yeah it's on I know it's, it's an, an FX, FX show like, so it's Hulu, probably on Hulu yeah, yeah I think Hulu, Hulu. Yeah. there you go that's, a, that's definitely a good watch like I said um, so let's go into our news and uh, news and stuff like that. You said you had a couple things you wanted to touch on, right? Yeah. So first off, um, following through with the the podcast from last week, I know you. Uh, I was watching. You were talking to Ladue about how we went to go see Jaws. Um, yes. First off, I want to get this out of the way, and I want to look directly into the camera. I didn't know that there were so many people our age that have not seen Jaws. <laughs> if you have not seen Jaws. I don't care if you got to buy a VHS. <laughs> I don't care if you have to go see it in the movie theater. Go watch the movie, please. Yeah, we're looking at you, Phil. Yeah, any but like I've heard it from a couple people from work and stuff too. They, oh, really? they were like, "Oh, you saw Jaws?" Like, I don't know, I've never seen. Like, please just watch the movie. Like, I'm not kidding you. It's it's an amazing movie. Like, I'm in the same boat as these guys. Like, you know, top five, top ten movies of all time, best summer movie of all time. Yeah, it's a great. Um, you were with us at IMAX. Yeah, just b- before I get into it, please go watch that movie. Um, but going into that, and like you were saying, you want to see that there's more. Uh, movies that they're coming out again with like 4k and this one's going to be close to your heart because uh your heart will go on because oh. in uh, february close to valentine's day the 25th anniversary of, no. of titanic oh. and they are uh, doing the same thing re-releasing it in 4k um I, th- I don't know if it's the 3d version or not yeah, or like yeah, 3d yeah. 4k 
But right before Valentine's Day, they're coming out with it. Um, oh, same thing as Jaws, that. you know. So if it's anything how it was with like the sound and yeah, 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 you know yeah. better special Clean effects, highly recommended. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, young, I thought a young Leonardo DiCaprio in 4K. Yeah, exactly. Like a beautiful. Got to be a beautiful sight. <laughs> I'm a huge Titanic fan. For those of you guys that don't know, I've seen the movie quite literally like a billion times. I, yeah, I fucking. Love and it. I'm the same way too. If you if you haven't seen a Titanic, or if you don't like the Titanic, I'm more, like you got to dump in your pants kind of guy. Oh, like, yeah. If it's a great. Like, it's a great movie. The only guys that are still like that, are a few macho men that are still out there, they're like, oh, you're the Titanic guy. It's like, yeah, I bet you bet your ass I do. The movie's yeah. fantastic. Exactly. My favorite movie is The Hurt Locker. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. I had no idea though. I hadn't. I hadn't yeah. heard that at all. That's sick. So that'll be in February, and um, and then the, the next big piece I want to get into hasn't come out yet, but I kind of want to talk about the uh, the train wreck right now. That is, uh, don't worry, darling. Before it even comes out. Yep, we have mentioned the movie a little bit, but none of the drama that's surrounding it lately. So just to recap, so we have um, Olivia Wilde directing it, and her and Florence Pugh, who's also in the movie, had a big fallout. Um, They, they, whenever they're like publicly, you know, like if they have a press conference for the movie or whatever it is, like they're on complete opposite ends and give each other the cold shoulder. Um, Shia LaBeouf was kicked off the set. Yep. He was the original. So star. he says he was originally supposed to be Harry Styles, right? He How says you he kick off Shia LaBeouf. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, between that and Florence Pugh, it's like there's one common denominator here, and I feel like it's Olivia Wilde. You yeah. know, he said that he didn't want to work with it. And then if you guys saw the video, probably like a week or so ago, Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine. Yeah, well, you know, allegedly spitting. You know, I'm a yeah. sucker for. I'm gonna buy into it just for the sake of my argument. It right? almost like looked it. like a plate. Like he didn't actually spit. It looked like he kind of went like more like almost like a like a. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they kind of denied it since. But, you know, just for the sake of my argument, I'm going to tie that in. So, you know. Plus, he's also banging Olivia Wilde now. Okay, yeah. They're didn't, co- they're didn't even know that. That's like, what started a lot of the fallout with her and Pew is that she's. So, God, so Olivia okay. Wilde was still married. Um, Who's it? Sudeikis? Yeah, Jason yeah, Sudeikis. Sudeikis. My guy. That's and right. They yeah, they yeah. hadn't officially yeah. separated yet. And on the set, they said that her and Harry Styles were seen, like, just not really giving a fuck, just canoodling right out in the open, basically. Got it. So, yeah, just between the drama and, like, I know the early ratings for it have not been good. <laughs> Awful. At all. Not good. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's crazy. You know, it, like, goes to show sometimes it was, like, star studded casts and there's a lot of uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Like, sometimes it doesn't pan out. And, like, I don't know. I just find it very entertaining so far. Like, the drama leading up to this movie that hasn't even come out yet. Like, if it yep. officially comes out and then bombs, like, it's just one of those all-time fails, you know what I mean? And we hey, don't worry, also, darling. It's it's one of the only two worry, movies darling. that Warner Brothers is putting out for the rest of the year, so it's like, they need that movie to yes. do good. They're on and pins they're and already, needles. Exactly. Early reviews were bad. I know that it did, uh, I think it was Venice, the festival, but it had, like, the shortest one of the applause. It was still, like, a four-minute applause, they said, and it was the shortest of the festival, <laughs> which just yeah. goes to show how was ridiculous. That, was that the same one? Brandon Fraser got, like, a 20-minute yes. yeah, 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 yeah. standing ovation. Yep. Yeah, can we just address yeah. this, by the way? What What is up with these, like, 10-minute standing ovations? Oh, all those recently? film festivals. It's like, you know, it's like the what, snobby snobs. What, yeah, they what they is praise this? the art and stuff like that, so they do these, like, epically long applauses for these movies. I think the girl who played uh, was playing Marilyn Not Monroe just, too in that movie. Like, no, like her 11 movie, minutes. Yeah, I saw. got a big standing ovation. I'm Brandon looking forward Frazier. to seeing that. That's this month. Actually, that's like a week or two away. It's like, nice. I think September 23rd, maybe or something like that. That's coming up very hey, soon. Hey, do you guys get standing ovations when you when you're done with your when done with your job at the end of the day? <laughs> I wish. I do not. No, <laughs> I do. I do not. I no wish I just get like a out of boy son from my dad when I'm done with the day with my job. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Even with all the drama, actually, all the drama and even the bad reviews, if anything, almost makes me, in a way, more excited to see the movie than I. Yeah, just was. in a different tone, like a different t- you yeah, want. Exactly. It's one of those car crashes that you don't want to turn like 
you want to see the car crash when it happens. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I just thought all this drama leading up to this movie is pretty entertaining, to say the least. I would say it's probably, unless I'm forgetting something, it was the movie that I was, oh, except for probably Black Panther. It was the movie that I was the most excited for for the remainder of this year. Yeah. And now all this is happening. It's chaotic. <laughs> but we'll see. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, checking it out either way. If it's a crash and burn, we'll, we'll enjoy that. We'll exactly. sit here and we'll rip into it. You yeah. know what I mean? We'll have fun with it. Exactly. Um, my only my only thing I wanted to talk about today was D23, which was over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday was the big presser, Lucasfilms, Marvel, all the big platforms supposed to be putting out their shit. And it's supposed to be this, you know, huge thing that they build up to all year, the, the, you know, the Disney Expo. And they were saying how they only announced basically half their hand at the Marvel convention last month. And now, like, the other half was supposed to come out. We're all excited. We're supposed to be getting, you know, the Scarlet Witch movie. We're supposed to be getting the cast of the Fantastic Four. We're looking forward to it. And basically, it was a huge fucking fart. Yeah, just a big middle finger. I mean, they didn't announce fucking shit. I mean, aside from the cast of the Thunderbolts movie... Which, on one hand, I was pleased because we're getting Red Guardian. I'm wicked happy to have David Harbour's character back. I yeah. loved him in Black yeah, Widow. I loved David Harbour. Yep. Very entertaining. Super funny. I'm looking forward to having him back. Aside from that, the rest of the cast is kind of what I was expecting. But no Abomination, which I thought was kind of crazy. Yep. No uh, Baron Zemo, which I thought was even crazier. But people are saying they think he's still going to be in the movie. I hope so. Almost you got like to have Baron Zemo. Almost as like a, like the bad guy that the Thunderbolts are trying to stop, maybe, or something yeah. like that. Whatever whatever capacity he's in, sign me up for yeah. Baron Zemo. In the comics, supposedly he's like he's like a massive part. He like leads the team a couple times and shit like that. And then he was just not in it. And they brought yeah. a fucking Ghost and Taskmaster back, which I, I'm at least intrigued to see if they can fix Taskmaster's character because I didn't like her in Black Widow, but I do think it's salvageable. Ghost in the second anime movie, I thought was just trash. Like I was like, that's something. Just yeah, just that useless. Crumble it up and throw it in the garbage. Yeah, right. Kind of like how I don't know, like how like Whiplash was in Iron Man too. Just like yeah. You know, just a forgettable. Just like, get it out of here. And, yeah. As soon oh, as yeah, that was, I was like, surprised he's back too. Happy to see Bucky. You know what I mean? Bucky yeah. Being a part of it, very cool. It looks like Yelena's going to be the like the captain, basically yeah. the one in charge. Which I love that. You know what I mean? So I'm happy to see the three of them. Even like I said, Taskmaster, cool. But then fucking Ghost. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. And I wonder too about the Fantastic Four. Like there were a lot of uh, things I was reading that a lot of people thought it was like a borderline given that they were going to release the cast. Yeah. So I wonder if How they have they been teasing this movie for. I wonder if they called an all like if they called an audible at all, and then they like. We're gonna draw it out a little bit longer, or if, if that was never the plan to begin with. To, the thing is, though, is now you're looking it. like almost another year, basically, until you have another big. Unless you're just gonna do like a cold thing, which to me doesn't seem like what Marvel does. You know what I mean? They yeah. like these big showcases. You know what I'm saying? Right. They put on a show, especially when it's something that, like I said, they've been rumor not rumoring it, but it's been out in the open yeah. now for years. The longer you wait, too, it's gonna it's gonna catch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, they're gonna find out some way, and I would rather find out through the Marvel. Exactly, like, yeah. You know, Especially big showcase, you bring the cast out, yeah. you know what I mean? It's awesome. Everyone gets super excited. But yeah, aside from the Thunderbolts cast, they didn't announce anything. No like no real release dates, no like first peaks, you right. know what I mean? No first glimpses. I was thinking maybe Secret Wars, the Samuel Jackson show or something. Nothing. Yeah. The only thing I would say that came out of Disney that the expo that was awesome was we got from Lucasfilms, we got the Mandalorian season three trailer, which yeah, right awesome. back in. Yeah, exactly, right back in. This looked like the biggest season yet to me. It looks like they got a little bit more money maybe. Like, hey, this show is doing awesome. It's taking off. Everybody loves it. Like, here's yeah. a little bit more coin. You know what I mean? Go bigger, go better. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be bigger than last season when they had Luke fucking Skywalker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they had, like, the biggest character in Star Wars history in the last one. And this one still seems like it's going to take off even more. Seems so. like we're going to have some big battle scenes probably for the first like real like Mando a bunch of Mandos all at one time. Yep. That's going to be yeah. sick. 
all in on that. I would definitely go check out that trailer if you guys have not. It was awesome. Very excited. That's going to be early 2023, I believe, right? Yeah, February, February? I want to say, maybe. February, right. March. That'll come and go before you know, especially exactly. football back will be there before you know it. Yep. We get some other cool projects before then, too. Uh, but I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for uh, our news, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, like I said at the top, we're going to be breaking down all three. We're going to be doing She-Hulk into Rings of Power, into the big boy, House of the Dragon. Um, we're going to start off with She-Hulk. So, if you uh, haven't checked out the newest episode, I probably suggest coming back because we're going to be talking a lot of stuff. Some spoilers included for sure. Uh, but off the top, I mean, I thought this episode was, again, very funny. Didn't do much in regards of pushing any storylines or anything like that. Almost none of that. Seemed almost kind of like a filler episode. Yeah. But like I said, I still found it to be very funny. And they, like I keep saying, they said the show was going to be a sitcom. And to me, that is exactly what a sitcom is supposed to do. It's supposed to just yeah. fill 25, 30 minutes of your time with some just fun laughs. Yeah. I mean, they had, you know, it did have some decent moments. Um, but like, this is where, how I feel just watching TV shows and, at first, when we thought it was like six episodes, I didn't think there was going to be something like this. But now that yeah. there's nine, I was like, all right, so you got to have a filler or two in there. That's what this one was. And I'm still on the side of I'd rather have six episodes that are just filled with content versus just throwing that one in there. But, yeah. you know, it did kind of still add some laughs. But it was, I don't know, it wasn't my favorite one, to be honest, though. So I don't know how you felt. But it was like just kind of had a, a few like laughs. And that was really it. Nothing really set the tone. Like going down the line. I feel like the episode was pretty subpar with the rest of the season. I don't know. I haven't really been overly amazed with the show, but I've enjoyed it. It's pretty funny and something to watch right now. I like the Marvel, but I don't like a lot of the new Marvel stuff, but I do like this show in particular, so I'll take it. I would agree with what you guys both just said. I I mean, like I said, I still enjoyed the episode, but I think as far as if you consider the previous three, it might have been my least favorite, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think just, I'd have to really think about it. That probably factored in, too, just because the first three, I, I thought, you solid. know, were very solid, like, exceeded my expectations. And this one was like, you know, you can kind of tell in the first, like, five, ten minutes. It was like, all right, like, that's what, that's what this one is. Um, you know, except for, like, my favorite character in the whole episode, which I, I yep. was laughing as soon as I saw it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of forgettable one to be honest with you but you know yeah. still had some aside decent from content. a couple of, a couple of like cameos i would say it's definitely going to be a pretty yeah. a pretty forgettable episode but uh episode four is this not real magic which right away pretty funny title and right in the description from disney we found out that wong is going to be back so as soon as i saw that right away as i fired up the episode i was already excited i was like sweet more yeah. Wong. give yeah. me like we've already said it a bunch of times give me as much wong as you want i will take wong in anything i love yep uh so show opened up with a one of the cameos, Billy Walsh from Entourage, yep. Donnie Blaze, which I thought was hysterical if you're a Fantastic Soup. Four guy, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We open nice. up with uh, Billy Walsh doing some terrible, terrible, terrible magic in front of an audience of about five people um, before he basically pulls out a sling ring. Not sure where he got that from at first, but then he says, uh, "I need a you know an audience is a help from the audience." And then we get the two cameos I think helped save the episode: Billy Walsh, and then introduced to Madison with two N's, one Y, and it's not where you think it is. <laughs> I absolutely, I would as soon as I started seeing this girl, I was like, "Give me a spinoff! I need a, I need a Madison." Spin-off. Yeah, Madison and Wong, yeah, <laughs> teaming up. But like I said, he asked for a uh, an audience helper basically to do his little magic act. He calls up Madison, who comes up, and he pulls out a sling ring, opens up a portal, and basically kicks her into a portal to open up the episode, which I thought was pretty wild. Yep. 
She ends up uh, at Wong's house. Wong is chilling on his couch watching The Sopranos. Woke up this morning, <laughs> grabbed yourself a gun. As soon as you heard that theme song, it was like you knew it had to be Sopranos. Yeah. Like there's no way it could have been anything else, right? And sure enough, right enough, they just turn to the screen and Sopranos is on the screen. Madison falls in. And apparently this isn't the first time because Wong was like, did a, a sketchy, magici- uh, sketchy magician send you here? Yep. So apparently yeah, this is something that's yeah. been happening to Wong a lot lately. Yep. But Madison, two ends, one Y, with absolutely no regard for Wong, spoils a big pot, a big death in the uh, the Sopranos for Wong. Yeah, at least one of them. <laughs> one of the biggest yeah. deaths in the show just spoils it for him. And I thought that was an hysterical, hysterical intro. I love seeing just Wong just basically laying on the couch with a pillow, just like I do half the time, watching his favorite show. Just trying to relax, show. not have any spoilers. Yeah, and here comes this drunk girl coming through a portal. <laughs> the perfect drunk Ruined white girl. Him. I've yeah. literally done exactly what Wong is doing in that scene a thousand times. Just laying there on the couch, holding my throw pillow, dying. Even into a TV show all day long, just binging through, especially The Sopranos. I've done that like countless times. Um, but that was an awesome intro, like I said. So from there, we go to Jen, and we are uh, at her house. She is setting up this dating app that she just starts with, you know, her own Jen Walter. It's not the She-Hulk. Um, and her dad pops up, basically trying to enforce some security because of the uh, the end of episode three. There, she had a little little skedaddle outside. Some guys showed up. Which is pretty funny. The dad's just trying to do some very normal, like, homeland security stuff as if it's a normal, you know what I mean? His daughter's not the she-hulk. Like, she can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what she says. She's like, you know, did you call the cops? Why would I call the cops? I'm a hulk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that was pretty funny. Uh, from there, we go to her office, which as soon as she gets to her office, who pops up? But Wonk. Wonk says, hey, I need your help you know, from a lawyer standpoint, I got this fake magician who's, you know, opening up portals, using a sling ring. He has no idea how to use these powers. He was at Comitage for, I think he said like two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Before he summoned three kegs and his his frat buddy, K-Dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. Dude. It is so it's ridiculous. Funny. It's funny too because in the last episode, she's waiting for him to show up during the trial and like he's mm-hmm. taking forever to show up. And, and the minute that, you know, a drunk woman... Goes through a portal and lands on his couch. He's he's showing up. He's like, "Yeah, I need you right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. we got we got a problem so right true. now. She's facing this huge case and he can't show up. But she the minute that the happens, yeah, like we need to get to the bottom of this right now. Uh, but that was pretty funny. Um, so then we go to the bar. She's with her paralegal friend, whose name I really should learn. I guess I was calling her the paralegal friend. But basically, she ends up taking her. Um, she suggests that she should set up the the dating profile for the Hulk. Instead of, you know, for Jen, because Jen's not really getting any love so far, except for this creepy guy that's at the bar trying to buy them drinks, who was just so typical, like, old creepy guy. Yeah. You sexy ladies need a drink? Yeah, exactly. I'll be at the bar if you change your mind. I won't, but, yeah, I won't, but thank you. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> thank you for the heads up, though. I yeah, appreciate I that. Uh, but like I said, I thought all that was, shit was pretty funny. Um, we go to our first little sit-down, basically, where it's Donnie Blaze, his, his manager, and then Jen and Wong. They basically are trying to say that you can't just use magic recklessly. They say, what do you mean? It's magic. You know what I mean? They start, what do you mean it's not real magic? They start doing all that dumb little tricks and shit like that. But I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I think just from there, we went to a terrible dating montage. Jen's on a terrible, terrible date with some schmuck. She's yeah. trying to tell him that she was the Hulk. He couldn't pay her any mind. That yeah, was, was, it, was that the too. scene too? That Yeah, they're both like drawn like... 
Yeah, he's going to their wall. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like playing a game of chicken as to like if they can get it out or not. Yeah. And then you see she checks the tip, which I love that. That was mad funny. She checked to see how much uh, a tip he left. Yeah. She's just like, oh, just disgusted by it. So he left like $2 or if anything at all, probably nothing. Scum. (laughs) But um, we go to the courtroom. So now we officially have in the courtroom Wong and Jen versus Danny Blaze. Uh, The judge asks for witnesses. And of course, we have the witness Wong's dreading bringing her back but Jen is like nope we gotta do it we need a witness sure enough Wong pulls out the sling ring and who else comes out but Madison the star two of the N's one Y and not where you think it is <laughs> <laughs> on a mean buzz just yeah comes out of a party looks like she's just been living it up still drunk still in the same dress it looked like I was cracking up she brings in a drink she hands the drink to the security guard before she takes the stand yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> Um, and then she also, for the first time in the episode, which instantly I made this my team name in fantasy this week, when she gets through the portal, she sees Wong and she goes, Wongers, <laughs> which is now officially his new nickname. Wongers was hysterical. I loved that. Such a typical white girl thing to do, just live Wongers. But I thought that was absolutely hysterical. Changed my team name to friggin' Gin and Wongers right away as soon as this yeah, his, fav- his favorite drink is uh, gin. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So many little just tidbits in this episode. Just so many quick little things that were just thrown in there for no reason but to make you laugh. Yep. Exactly like I said, you know, funny stuff. Yep. But uh, basically, you know, Jen says that you can't put, like, a, like the judge says, you know, you can't put a hold on magic. But Jen's like, yeah, you can't put a hold on, you know, street street magicians, basically, doing cod tricks, you know, making girls as a pair, pulling a fake dove out of your hat. But this is obviously, we're in Marvel here. This is real fucking magic. This is interdimensional portals. We're open. Right. We can, yeah, this is some we serious shit. Massive yeah. fucking destruction yeah. here. We can end multiverses, you know what I yeah. mean? So the judge says, all right, we're going to look into it. Uh, we're going to make a decision in a couple weeks. In the meantime, Donnie can still practice magic. And the scene ends with, with Madison asking Wong if he wants to grab some Froyo. Wong's like, ah, no. And then she's like, we can talk uh, Sopranos. And then instantly he's like, all right, fine. But no spoilers. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. she ruins another huge right. death. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's when she does it. Yeah. <laughs> ruins two of the biggest deaths in the entire series yeah. to the same guy in one episode. It's tough. It's a tough hit. We won't do that. We won't do the same thing oh, if you man. haven't still watched The Sopranos. But yeah. yeah, no, I won't mention the deaths. Exactly. That's a good point. But yeah, no, I don't want to ruin that for anybody if you haven't seen Sopranos. But if you haven't seen Sopranos, what the fuck are you doing here? The other one, yeah. Look right into the camera. Please watch The Sopranos. Oh, yeah, go watch The Sopranos. Um, we go home from the courthouse, and Jen, again, still dateless, dates none, zero. So she decides to listen to her friends, and she makes the She-Hulk profile. And sure enough, things starts blowing up like it's fucking New Year's Eve, thousands of dates flowing. She goes on another little, uh, like a bad date montage through a couple of different guys, which is, you know, pretty funny. Nothing crazy, but she ends up finding this one dude who's obscenely buff and handsome and happens to be a doctor. And she's just like, all right, no need for any more conversation. Let's go back to my place right now. We don't even need appetizers, food, fuck food. Let's go home. So sure enough, they get back to the house. They start fooling around a little bit. And who pops up but Wong? Wong pops up saying, yo, I need some help because Danny Blaze at another magic act tried to show off his sling ring. He tried to do something new this time rather than just sling the girl through a portal again. He accidentally gave birth to a little 
fucking rat yeah, little, looking yeah. squirrel it reminded me of the, it reminded me of the uh the things from harry potter to the turns of the uh i can't <laughs> the, uh, pixies? think of the pixies yeah yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit mean they, yeah they just start getting all over the place but <laughs> once again the minute the wong needs something he just shows up right right at the, right at the worst time right but you know big court case and he can't show up on time but yeah but those things, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I did not like those things. Those things kind of creeps me out. I don't like little rodents. These weren't furry, but they were slimy. But they like had wings, which really terrified. Yeah, me, you know what I mean, flying rats, basically. Yeah, I was not a fan. But Danny Blaze accidentally set a whole set of these things, a whole banshee, uh, on his audience. And sure enough, he shows up at Wong's house to ask Wong for help. So then Wong, who does he go ask for help? He asks for Jen. She's there with our date. Has to pull her out of it. They go and whip some ass real quick, which is a cool little fight scene, yeah. fun little fight scene. Yep. Those things end up growing in scale, which was kind of creepy right, too. Yeah. They turn into fucking dogs, basically. They look like demo dogs from almost freaking like Stranger Things. Yep. Um, but cool little episode. And then she uh, she goes back, she goes back home after the fight, after kicking some ass, sending everything back through the portal, and uh, finishes off her date. Carries the guy to bed, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, that is actually pretty funny. <laughs> they showed that in the trailer, and I was like, all right, I don't know how I feel. Like, all right, whatever. That's kind of corny. But then, like, it played more once I yeah. saw the whole backstory, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Made more sense. Thought it was funny. Carries in the bed. And then the final scene of the show, we wake up the next morning. She's made the guy breakfast. But she's Jen now again. She's not She-Hulk now. Not going to cut it. And I guess that's just not going to cut it for our Hawk Doctor. Because yeah. he bounces before he even eats a bite of food. Just takes off. How effed up is that? Yeah, that she is just pretty, friggin' uh, showed you a good right. time first night. Makes you breakfast. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's all I'm asking for, really. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I mean, come on, Jen. You know what? Hit me up. You know what I mean? If hey, you're if you're out there, you want to make me breakfast in the morning? Let me know. Low C, yeah. produce a low C. Pancakes yeah. after, yeah. Any one of the boys. Hit at the Cinema Lords. We're all here, Jim. Yep. Um, but then we find out right at the end of the episode that she's actually being sued. She's being sued uh, by Titania, who is the if you want to call her villain, <laughs> that she kicked uh, she kicked her ass at the end of episode one. Yep. She is suing her for trade. She trademarked the name She-Hulk before She-Hulk could trademark her own name. Ingenious. Yep. Right. Ingenious. Yep. How realistic is that? I feel like that shit happens all the time nowadays. You know what right. I mean? People are just trying to steal glory. I just um, hope that that's not, the, that's not the reason why they go after each other. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like oh, I need, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need think, a look. Yeah. yeah, like they battle each other just because of some, like, you know, copyright like I need a little bit more than that. If it's just like a one-off, you know what I mean. If it's like a yeah, one-off like thing, five to, kind of thing that we do. to bring her back into the picture, then yeah. you know well, that that's fine with me. But I, I, I said I hope it's a little bit more than just uh, you stole my name. I I'm She-Hulk. Like, no, I'm She-Hulk. You know, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of her. I thought her just her costume alone yep. uh, was very intriguing to me. So yep. I'd like to see a little bit more of her. Yeah, she looked like fucking. Fucking Ric Flair wanted to be <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but uh, Jen broke the fourth screen right here, too, which I thought was pretty funny to end the episode. She kind of says, like, oh, how what a disappointing way to end the episode. Yeah, and then, then it goes right into the credits. Good. And almost yep. like hinting, like, don't worry, there's going to be something a little good for you. And sure yep. enough, what do we get? We get more of the star of the show, Madison and Wong, yep. sitting on Wong's couch, <laughs> eating some popcorn, watching some TV. <laughs> and Madison's just asking her basically every single cocktail ever made if you've had it trying yeah. to test it out yeah. <laughs> he mentions vodka and yak milk which sounds disgusting yeah she asks there's she someone he's like never course. again yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she goes right away oh do you have any more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love her she's absolutely insane but give me a spin off of Madison and Wongers I can just or that, give him a podcast yeah I'll do what I'll do something like you know that what I mean? I'll, go, I'll go listen to them every week you know yep. what I mean yep uh, but like we said, altogether, nothing really for story really driven. You know what I mean? Just a fun episode. 
Uh, I still enjoyed it. Madison yeah. and Billy Walsh I'll give, stole the show. For I'll me. give him a pass if it. You know, if it's just like a one-off thing, I just don't want a couple episodes in a row where it's just filler. Um, you know what I mean? But if it's like a one-off, you know, I'm good with it. Yeah. I'll give it to him. That's fine. But um, the other side of me, I'm like, all right, this episode could be like, I'd, I'd rather be into the you know the whole thing with abomination and all that. Yeah. as well abomination so, daredevil we had a one-off that's fine I'll give you the pass but let's like you know yeah. next episode i, I want to see you get you know right back into it where the things that you know matter no offense to madison but yeah, it's probably it's probably gonna be the, some of the last way we see of long this season i feel like too yeah he already had two appearances that's that sounds like probably would wrap it up for him abomination had yeah. two as well because so i can't imagine daredevil. they're you know i can't imagine they're squeezing all those you know what i mean like i can't imagine wong abomination daredevil episode? Or they're like all in the same, you know, they're in the picture at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, if it's uh, like this might be it where, you know, Wong goes off and if he doesn't, that makes me think that somebody else, you know, whether it's Daredevil or whoever it might be, will be kind of coming in to like replace them. Yeah. Kingpin, too. I know, I think Kingpin's in this too. So I would imagine him, him and Daredevil might have. Yeah, I hope you put on some weight from the last time that we saw Kingpin. And I didn't think I'd have to say that for Just look Kingpin, like the but, Kingpin, you know what I mean? It's yeah. literally unbelievable. It's just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. He's supposed to be this massive guy, and he just looks like a, a fat dude. Yeah. And he whispers. I don't get it. It's terrible. But that pretty much wraps it up for She-Hulk this week. Like I said, fun episode, but nothing over nothing over the top that great. Nothing no. too, too memorable. Madison, Billy Walsh, Donnie Blaze. Those are the two biggest takeaways for me by far. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but, you know, keep checking it out. I'm going to keep checking it out. That's for sure. I think the show's already been above our expectations, I would say. No? Yeah. And it goes back to, like I said, you know, even if the episode's not that good, it's it's 25 minutes. So yep. it's exactly. not like you're watching it for an hour. You're 50 minutes in and you're like, what the fuck? Like, nothing's happened this whole episode. <laughs> like, you know, I've wasted 25 minutes of my life doing worse things than watching a mediocre episode of She-Hulk. Definitely, so, yeah. Definitely. Know. It didn't put me to sleep like any of the episodes of Moon Knight have yet. Because Moon Knight put me to sleep like two <laughs> yeah. times, man. A couple oh, of times. God. Without a doubt, like I've said, the, definitely the best show. Even the, only yeah. four episodes in, I don't even care how it ends. This has been the most enjoyable Marvel show this year by far. At least for me. I don't even care how it ends, like I yeah. said. Um, so let's do uh, Rings of Power. Yeah. Rings let's get into of it. Absolutely Power. rip through all three episodes yesterday and uh god damn these names man between this and game of thrones they don't make it easy for first-time podcasters like us i'll be honest with they you sure <laughs> between this and not. game of thrones, i don't know anybody's names i just i wrote i wrote them down rough. just to be on the safe side but That's yeah a good move Ooh, That's man a good move. it is i'm honestly brutal. having a way tougher time with this rings of power show i don't know if this is because it's been two weeks three episodes in total or you know what i mean but for some reason man i don't know i'm having a tough time yeah and do, do not do what i did and that was like i said i i got to it i haven't been able to watch it until yesterday and I bat- I had to battle to watch all three. Yeah, in a row. You know what I mean. Especially, like, I would say after that first one. After it's, I felt like we didn't even watch. Uh, so they, the two episodes came out on Friday. We didn't even watch them like back to back. After that first yeah. episode ended, I was like, I I can't do another episode. Right yeah, now. I got I through like, two yesterday, over. and I was like, yeah, I literally can't for the sake of my enjoyment of the show and everything. I can't yeah. watch this third That's episode true. right now. Yeah, like, it's I true because you're definitely to. not going to enjoy the show as yeah. much as when you're you know you're fresh and stuff like that. You're yeah. forcing yourself through it. It's just not going to be as good, right? So uh, this episode though, episode three, I thought was hands down by far and away the best episode of the three so far. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. And then um, before like we get into it, just because I, I haven't hopped on, I know you guys talked about it last week. Um, I've thought so far, Los. I don't know how you feel about the, uh, you know, the, like the CGI and all that, but I thought it's been excellent so yeah. far. 
Um, I have no complaints when it comes to the CGI. I shit on it after that trailer they put out for the Super Bowl, but yeah, the, the actual yeah, show has been fine. It's been good. I've kept the I kept an extra eye out just to see, and like there were a couple, you know, like the first two episodes and this one. Like uh, I don't know, I think it's been really well so far in terms of the seat. Like hasn't been an issue. That was one of the things that I was with you. I was worried about going into it, but. So far, I feel like so good. Like so far, so good overall in the first three episodes. Yeah, no, the show. No complaints. Very, very, very clean. Yeah, you can definitely tell that Amazon spent a shit ton of money to make the show look absolutely beautiful. Yep. Uh, a couple of play, a couple of actually, a couple of new places we went to this week that we had never seen before that looked, I thought, very, very nice. Yep. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, my favorite episode by far of the three, so far. I thought that things finally started to really like pick up story wise. Yeah. As far as like where we're going with the show yeah. and just like, you know, the overall what we're going to be doing here. Because right? yeah. the first two were very informational. Yeah. The only one it was missing and it like, because I, I think it's been my favorite storyline so far, it was between uh, Elrond and the dwarves. Yep. Like, yeah. There, there was none of it so far. Yep. But I've, I've like, I really, that was probably my favorite, um, you know, like storyline that I saw in the first two episodes. It reminded me a lot of Legolas and Gimli. Like, yeah. you can tell there's a lot yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of that same banter back and forth yep. that they had in the beginning of Lord of the Rings. And, like, I, I feel like, I don't know, it's funny when they were talking about, like, you know, you never even showed up at my wedding and things like that. I don't know, like, it's still that same banter between yes. dwarves and elves. So, I don't know, if I guess that's just a common thing in Middle Earth. But um, I think when you get the right, like, the right elves, because a lot of the elves don't even want to deal with the, with the dwarves, you know what I mean? But the ones that are Yeah, so there's that, there's that tension there already. already. And, yeah, once they're able to actually, you know like talk about so i don't know i thought that was my that's been my favorite um like storyline so far just for the entertainment side of it yeah i feel like the other the other ones have had a lot more meaning to the story but definitely i love the dwarves anyways I, i'm with you yeah they crack me up <laughs> i want more dwarves and i think we're gonna get plenty of them so. yeah probably episode especially like you just said actually but then not being in this in the entire episode i would say it should be a bounce back episode four big yeah. episode four yeah um, but spoilers ahead, stones and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was just really funny. They have like a stone off where they're just, oh, yeah. oh, they're just great. bashing yeah. the stone. I said that last week. That was my favorite. Like, it's just so funny. The way, like, it's just, it's so simple. Yeah. Like, let's see who can smash the most stones. Yeah. But I love the dwarves. They're hysterical. Uh, but yeah, spoilers ahead for episode three of Rings of Power. I'm going to be diving into this. So if you haven't uh, watched it, come back later. Um, we open up with a cool little scene. We find out what happened to Aradin at the end of uh, episode two. He was taken by orcs. He was brought to this orc camp. He is still alive, but he's, you know, pretty beaten up and shit. And the orc that is, you know, kind of beaten into him at that moment in time when we open up the episode mentions the name Adar for the first time. For Adar, he says, three times. Now, Adar is a name that I would imagine like a lot of us, I had never heard before in Lord of the Rings. New name. Yeah, I had to jump back just to make sure I didn't miss anything in the original Lord of the Rings, but no, yep. nothing there. And overall, the orcs look badass, too. Orcs, that's one of the biggest takeaways from this episode. The I orcs yeah. look badass. So much better than they look in uh, yeah. the Lord of the Rings. Not to really. say that they look bad, no, but I think badass, they just look more scarier. badass. Yeah, the yeah. armor, like, yeah, scarier, except for, like, you know, the, the one in the Fellowship of the Rings, you know, like the big, tall, the scary guy? motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah that guy's scary as fuck. I might be an orc for Halloween. There you go. That's a sick car. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll kill you. For a dar. For a dar. Just walk around for a dar. But yeah, so uh, that's our first reference to the name of dar. We're going to get, I think, three in total for this episode. So it's a name that's going to start coming up. So like Seth said, he checked it out, but this is the first mention we get of it. But we just know Aradin, he's at least alive, but he's in a little bit of a tough pickle to start the episode. So like I said last week, I'm, he, I think he's going to be one of my guys. I like him. I, I got a good yeah. vibe from him right away. Yep. I think this is going to be my dog. And uh, I think I saw more of things from him this week that we're going to get into that kind of confirmed that. And I liked a lot. Yeah, he's a badass. But 
We started, like I said, with him, his confirmed alive. Uh, but then we go right to the seas. Uh, Galadriel and Had uh, Halbrand, they were saved. They were, you know, at sea, like I said. Uh, last week, they escaped a sea worm. They escaped a terrible storm. But they were just floating basically on a Titanic-like friggin' door, basically. Yeah, pretty until, much. Until um, they were picked up and saved by this crew. Uh, they're not giving too many answers. They're saying, you know, you're coming back home with us. But that's really all they're saying. They're not telling them where they're going. Until the very end when they mention that they're going to Numenor. Again, another place that I have never heard of before. Yep. It's like Star Wars in terms of like, you know, you think you have all the, all the, the different planets and yep. all that stuff. And they just keep bringing out new planets and new places. Like, it's the exact same thing. Yep. 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 So we see Numenor for the first time, and like we kind of were just saying, looked awesome. Looked just wicked, yep. wicked beautiful. Yep. It reminded me of like Bravos in Game of Thrones. Yeah, mixed yeah. With like, um, you know, like where they finish the Fellowship of the Ring, where like they fight like in the woods and stuff. Yeah. They enter. There's like the two huge statues and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. It was the day because they had a few of those. So right. I felt like it mixed those two things. It was kind of like a sea village, city kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of stuff on the water. Look, very, very cool, cool looking. Yeah. yeah. What What was Numenor called in Lord of the Rings? So I don't think Numenor is at all in any way in Lord of the Rings because it's like an island. It's way off into the ocean. And I don't think we do any of that because she's even, we're going to find out most of the episode that she's trying to get back to Middle Earth, which is where, you know, the, the bulk of our map is. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Yeah, so they were picked up at the sea, and rather than going straight back to, like, Middle-earth, which is, you know, say, like, a, the massive country, basically, Numenor is like an island. That's why, so we're going to, again, we find out that Numenor, everyone, as soon as she gets off the ship, they're all, all the people that are on, on the, Jesus, on the, oh my God, <laughs> on the water, basically. Yeah. I can't think of the word for it. My Jesus. Um, oh, man, it's bothering me. But on the decks, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever. They're all looking at her funny, giving her dirty looks. You find out that, you know, elves not liked you. Yep. This island was actually once very, you know, like hospitable for elves. It was shared by them. They won it together in the battle against Morgoth. They were sharing it. They would do trade. They would share technology. They would share medicine. And then it turned out one day they just kind of started turning their ships away, the elven ships. And now elves have not been on this island of Numenor now for years and years and years, it seems like. So for Galadriel to be here, everyone's giving her the stink eye, kind of like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. What the hell is an elf doing here? You know, I was pissed off a lot of people throughout the years. I mean, <laughs> like I said, like they don't like the, the dwarves don't like them. Like you got the same reaction here. So yeah. docks. The word is docks. I was trying to think of the word docks. <laughs> I got there. I got there. It was just evading, my, just evading my mind. All these names are just like surging in the. Yeah, it's right now, you it's know what so I mean? much. Yeah, <laughs> sensory <laughs> overload, <This is> brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we find out you know elves not really wanted there, um, but we are going to be escorted to the queen of this island, uh, and Halbrand on their walk there. It's kind of, you know, talking to Galadriel and like, hey, all those things you just shared with me about the island and stuff, why don't we kind of keep that in the back pocket? Because these people probably aren't going to want to hear all that stuff. Yeah, let's not piss anybody else off than what we need to do. Let's just be chill. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just try to take this easy because we don't know who we're dealing with and what kind of situation we're going to be in. Uh, Galadriel kind of doesn't really respond. And we're going to find out in about a half a second that she doesn't do any of that. As soon as we get to the queen, she's in front of the queen and her entire council, whatever you want to call it, her little court. And she gets up there. Basically, she just, you know, starts saying, oh, we gave you this island. I need a ship back. Kind of just kind of demanding things. Being kind of arrogant. Yeah. He's like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. Hold up. <laughs> Everyone in the room's kind of like, yo, what are we doing here? Let's, you know, let's yeah. hang this elf. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Hallbrand, though, comes in with some very good uh, negotiation skills. Smooth things over real, real nicely. He's able to settle everything down, settle the queen down, settle Galadriel down. Basically gets them to be able to be treated like very, very hospitable uh, visitors. Guests let's talk. Yeah, let's talk for a for, second. For a few days while basically the queen and her council uh, decide if they will be given a ship to allow passage back to Middle-earth. Yep. So things could be a lot worse, you know what I mean? Things. Hallbrand seems like he's... Uh, Got some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, you do. I'm uh, very interested in him. Um, like I said, the the whole connection. It's just like I said, it's it's so much to uh, to start with. But um, yeah, I, I do like that character. He kind of yeah, seems we know like nothing he's... about so far, really. Yeah, exactly. Found so uh, a weird situation. Yeah, so very. You know, he's got to have a backstory or something. You know what I mean? Story. So interested to see what that is. I hope they kind of dig into him a little bit more. Yeah. The only thing actually that they did mention, Galadriel mentioned it. I'm not sure how she knew it yet, but she does mention that his family supported Margoth in the war. That they that they backed, oh, right, yeah. that they backed Margoth, which, yeah. is a, which is an interesting thing to say. I, which makes sense. That's probably why he was on the run, you know what I mean? Probably had to flee the Southlands after the loss. Anybody that was there probably didn't want him there. You know I mean? True, Anybody yeah. off the other side. Yeah. Kind of like, what the hell is this guy here? Kind of like Aragon, maybe? Maybe some connections something to like, like how Aragon was. Something you know like I mean? that. Something like not that. Not everybody's favorite, but at the end of the day, he's he's got your back nonetheless. Um, so then we find out that our boat captain is none other than a sealed door's father. That's how the, the, the scene basically ends. He doesn't come right out and say it's a sealed door, but we find out that, uh, his name is, uh, Elendon, which if you know backstory mythology, you would know that it's his father, but that, um, his, he has a, a son that's be, you know almost of age to fight basically is what they say and then we transition to we're at sea we're on a boat high waters crazy sailing cool little scene looked cool yeah it did and like I said we find out that his son if you didn't know is none other than Isildur who you that should asshole know. from the original <laughs> yeah who you should know from Lord of the Rings that's the, that's where the movie opens up Isildur is the man who cuts off the hand of Saruman in the ring and then takes the ring up to the fires of Mount Doom, but cannot cast it into the flames and basically save a whole bunch of lives over the next thousands of years. And you can see, too, already, um, like, they didn't really dig into his character that much, except when they said his name. It was kind of like the oh shit moment. Yeah. But he's, uh, you can tell he's already got some kind of conflicting yeah. thoughts in his mind. I thought yeah. at one point he heard, like, you know, like voices he in his head. Yeah, we opened yeah it up. he yep, hears, yep. like, voices in his head. So, I mean, he's already. He's young and he hasn't even gotten to that point yet, and he's already, you know, having some, issues. Having some like, yeah. kind of conflicting thoughts in his head. So Yeah, while he's at sea, he looks over to the mainland that, they, that they're heading towards, and he hears a voice calling to his calling his name, basically. And yep. it sounds just like, say, the voices that we hear in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they're calling to whoever to him, is... They call it a Frodo. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? It was the same, the same tone and all that stuff. So I thought that was very interesting as well. I don't know exactly yeah. what that's supposed to be. You yeah. know what I mean? He's another one, too. I feel like... He's not going to be a consistent part of the show. I think it was just kind of like that oh shit moment. But yeah, I have a feeling his dad. I'd like to see a little bit more. Yeah, like so, I'd like to see a little bit more of him, or if not his dad, like some kind of connection. Like, how did he get to that point where, you know, you never know. He, he could end up being a bigger so. character. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. You yeah, know, he's going to be. He's heir to Gondor, so we're going to have to do all that stuff. Yep. So. Um, and you see the horn too. I think the horn was in there as well, right? One scene too. Oh, I'm not sure. I might have missed that. Yeah, I think the horn was in there. No kidding, it could be wrong. Like on the ship too. We do get another call to Gondor in a little bit, which is uh, which is interesting. Um, 
From there we go, actually no, I'm sorry, I lied right to your face, it's literally right now, it's up next. So we go from here, we go to the Queen's Chamber again, and the very first thing we see is a white tree, just like the White Tree of Gondor, which I looked up to see if it was the same one somehow, and sure enough it's not, it's just a pine from the same sapling. So there's Multiple a few of these trees. things, yeah, a couple of these things, so I think there, I was reading there is going to be another one, I think they got a sapling from this tree here in uh, Numenor, and they bring it to where they're going to establish Gondor. And they plant one that eventually ends up getting torn down, I think it said, during uh, the Second Age, which is where we are now. But again, I guess must be on a sapling, and that's going to be the one that's in Minas Tirith that we see uh, okay. in Return of the King and shit. Okay. But the king uh, calls in Isildur's dad, Elodin, and she basically says that we looked into you a little bit because you brought an elf to our shores, and that was kind of a sketchy move. We found out that your name means elf friend. You a friend of the friggin' elves? Because we don't accept that shit here. Yeah. We don't play that. And uh, you know, she's kind of questioning his loyalty, basically. And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm with you guys. I just, you know, I, I tried to do what was right. I saw this girl and this dude in the middle of the ocean. What was I supposed to do? Leave him there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you got funny ears. See ya. Bye. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Am I supposed to just save the guy nope. and leave the girl in the water? What do yeah, you reverse, want to do? Reverse Titanic. We get revenge on the Titanic <laughs> right there. Leave the girl on the boat this time. We'll save Leonardo DiCaprio. Titanic references coming out the yang in this exactly. episode. I love it. Uh, but she basically gives, she don't, we don't say what the task is, but she gives him a task and gives him a sword. So we're kind of like left to think for ourselves what it could be. I got the impression that I was kind of like, go, go kill the elf. That's what I thought. Pretty much. Yeah. That what you thought too? Yeah. Yeah. Same exact Either that thing. or go like, like, take care of this, will you? Yeah. Go kill yeah. her. Go capture her. Put her in prison. I don't yeah. Know, do something not good though. You right. know what I mean? So we leave there and we go back to the orc camp. We go back to Anna, uh, Arendir. And um, this is where we get a, a much better picture of the orcs like we talked about. In that first scene, we only got one little orc. This one, we get a whole fucking crew of orcs. Yeah, now you know they all look badass. Yeah, they, look they all look wicked, wicked cool. cool. Yeah. They get, a couple of them have some really fucking crazy masks on. Yeah. Almost like um, like the Moon Knight mask that Conchu is. I yeah. that was what that the... Um, I, think it was, I don't know if it was the first or second episode. Was that the same mask that um, somebody went into like the, the halfling's house and they were like hiding from? I don't know yeah. if it was the same mask or not, it, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, thought yeah, I, yeah. I thought I saw that mask like, in one of the earlier episodes. Maybe one from like a dead orc that they found you know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They took it for themselves. They right. used it as a prop. They like scare the shit out of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Kid doing some tricks and stuff like that. He finds a little orc helmet. Yep. I could definitely see that. Um, we find out that, but actually, Ledoux mentioned it last week to us, uh, which he had a bunch of great information. I couldn't have been happy with, with what Ledoux did for us last week. He gave us so much stuff. I had no idea he knew so much about Lord of the Rings. But he told us that the uh, the orcs can't really be in sunlight, which sure enough, we find out they cannot be like in direct, direct sunlight. Yeah. They have some real problems there. Not like vampires, like just burn up right away. No, but, like, yeah. And clearly in some pain, you know what I mean? It's not like they can be out there. Yeah. They constantly have these little tent set up kind of things. They have these like drapes, like, you know, like you'd be if you were wearing like in the Middle East, if you were trying to protect yourself from harsh sun and stuff like that. Um, and you think about it too, to the original like trilogy that was never really a point where they were in sunlight, or you know what I mean? Like, that's you true. You really see them like, Struggle yeah, through no, sunlight. That's true. Like, think Helm's Deep. Actually, yeah. You know what? That's a good point. That's actually a really good call. Even so uh, you Helm's know, Deep's the, all fought at night and stuff. In the first like one, that. That, when they they capture uh, they captured uh, Mary and Pippin, like they're in the trees where there's Plenty you know shade, shade exactly. and things Just like, like that. Just like this so. again, the tree coverings, stuff right. like that. So yeah, you do never really see that. I feel like in the original trilogy. So yeah, not too much at least. Definitely not. No, maybe just like nothing once I can or twice, think of. But yeah, that's a good call. But they definitely try to drive that point home more with this show. Uh, they definitely try to do the orcs a little bit more justice, it seems like, in this show. And, and altogether, they're, like, just grittier. They seem tougher yeah. and meaner and shit like that. We're actually going to see that right now. But And, again, it's not to not to say that they looked bad in the original trilogy. No, right. I just yeah, think no. they looked a lot, you know, 
they looked more like you said, just Fierce. more badass. They, they yeah. put more effort into making them look intimidating. Definitely, yeah. Um, and they all look they all look a little bit more different too. I feel like in this, I feel like in Lord of the Rings, they would just have like the one orc that looked different to symbolize this guy's the leader. Whereas yeah, this, and the rest are like kind of like arched and like yeah, they're all similar yeah, looking. Yep. Um, but this, they all have like their own. You know, they're all unique looking, which I like. They're all individually scary, basically. But um, Arandia has made some friends with a couple of other prisoners that are there, and one of them tells him that these orcs are worshiping a new name. Adar, again, the second time we get it. And they are worshipping this name just like he was Margoth. They, you know, the, the, the orcs are basically like, you know, in love and infatuated with this guy. And he mentions that Sauron went by many names. So could this maybe be Sauron just yeah, wielding an another name by the yeah. orcs? You know what I mean? Yep. Very, very interesting. They also mention that the word Adar is elvish. So... Uh-huh. Interesting too. Like, yeah. is Sauron an elf? Maybe I think that would be pretty fucking. Yeah, cool. that would be a nice little twist. Mean? Yeah. Um, the we find out that the uh, the tunnels that we saw in episode uh, two and actually episode one, both episodes, they are going all over the place. They built a huge, huge, huge tunnel system to get around, hide from the sunlight, avoid the sunlight, yeah, and basically avoid detection too. You know what I mean? Right. Don't have to deal with patrols or anything like that. Can kind of yep. just move freely and sneak attack everybody. Mm. Um, they have a bunch of prisoners, and uh, we need to. F- oh yeah, so basically, one of the guys says, you know, at first chance, one of us has to basically try to find a way out of here. But the only way out is to get above these tunnels. So we gotta try to find where the tree line is. So the first chance we can, we gotta take it. Turns out the first chance comes right away. There's this huge tree that needs to be cut down. The orcs demand that they cut it down. The guys basically say, nah, this tree is fucking. Like, you know, it's been here for so many years. It's a part of the earth. We're not going to cut this tree down. We can just go around it. Basically trying to get a look at the tree line and a way of escaping. Yeah, dig in, like, go into the Rather than staying in these tunnels, let's get up on the ground and we can get a look around at everything. Maybe make a run for it, do whatever. You know what I mean? Kind of a smart move. This leader orc comes out of nowhere, goes, good for you for standing up. Here, take some water. And then this was a different thing for me for Lord of the Rings. Orc just straight slits this yeah. guy's throat while he's having a sip of water, basically. They got into it a couple times in this episode, like, you know, later later on in the episode, too. But I want to say that they didn't, like, you know, push the envelope, per se. But for Lord of the Rings terms, like, they yeah, did, they did push so. the envelope a little bit. It's not like Lord of the Rings lacks the violence, but you don't really see too much, like, just, like, yeah. throat yeah, The were vicious. The it, was shot, were, it was shot, it was shot, like, very gangster. cool. Yeah. It was shot very cool, too, I thought, the way that they did it. It wasn't just, like, the classic, you know what I mean? Split someone's throat and fucking bloods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spewing all over the place. Like I I just thought it was it was shot very uh, very nicely. Like how it was just like at first, just like the just the slit, and that's it. And then slow slow mo. Yeah, so they didn't go over the top, but again, like for Lord of the Rings terms, I feel like they were pushing the envelope for how from the Lord of the Rings that we all you know used to watch. Not only do they look a little bit meaner, they actually are. They are meaner. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're a little bit fiercer. Yeah. So that was not your father's uh, orcs. These guys. Yeah. (laughs) Not your daddy. It's not your daddy's orcs. No, no kidding. Um, but you know, at that point, you know, what are we going to do? We can't all die for this tree. You know, we want to get out of here, but we're going to have to do it at a different time. Aradin says, all right, I'll cut down the tree. And that basically ends the end of that scene. But he does get a look, at least when he goes to cut down the tree, he does get a little bit of a, a look outside and does see, you know, a tree line basically. So he's like, all right, this is the direction that we can run in. If we can get to the trees, we got some cover. Problem is it's just way out there. It sure is. <laughs> it, it is. It's it a hundred sure yards away. Is. That's a hike. <laughs> so... We gotta start, you know. We gotta. We have an idea now, but we gotta start planning the escape and exactly what we're gonna do. 
But before that, we go back to Numenor. And speaking of escapes, Galadriel is trying to plan her own escape. She's trying to figure out how the fuck she's going to get off Numenor. She's at the dock. She's looking for a ship that she might be able to steal. And who else falls upon her but Elodin? He's probably watching her because the queen, you know, gave her that task. We don't know what it is yet, but he's there, not far behind. They have a little back and forth. She's definitely more hostile than he is. Again, she's just, like, very feisty all the time. Yeah. She does not like talking this woman. She no, she's ready just, for action. She, yeah. is, she is just ready for action yeah. at all times. She, well, remind, she reminds me a lot, too, of... Uh, Eowyn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I couldn't think. I was just going to say Liv Tyler, but... Definitely. Uh, yeah, just that same, like, fierceness level and... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I love her. She was one of my favorite characters in the Lord yep. of the Rings. She's a badass. Um, but basically, you know, Elodin says, hey, not everybody here on Numenor actually hates the elves the way you think. Some of us are actually friends of the elves. Yep. He goes, let me tell you, let me take you to where I actually, like, where I live. Not here in town, but, you know, down the coast a little bit. Half day's ride or whatever it is. And I can show you the Hall of Lore, which as soon as she hears that, she's like, y'all have a Hall of Lore here? Hell yeah. Let's go. Take me to it. And we're riding horses. Let's do it. <laughs> Was I the only one that didn't know what a Hall of Lore was? I mean, I could have put the, I put, could put it together, you know what I mean? Especially with the fact that she lit up. I was like, all right, it's got to be some elven kind of a temple sort of thing, you know what I mean? Place of worship of something. Ends up being kind of a library, but... Smart. She was jacked up, too, to ride that oh, horse. Oh, yeah. She was, <laughs> she was very excited to, to ride that horse. I remember even saying to myself, I was like, lady, you're just riding a horse. Like, it's not anything that crazy, but yeah, well, she was, uh, she was all pumped up to go see it. Yeah, she was wicked excited. You know, been at seas. She swam for who knows how long. Now she's been not a prisoner, but prisoner guest. You know what I mean? She's just happy to be where she, she wants likes. to let her hair down for a little bit. Sure did. That riding montage was pretty cool. That looks nice. It too. was, yeah. It looked real, real, yep. real nice. Yep. Um, but she so she heads off uh, with Ellendon towards the Hall of Lore. Meanwhile, uh, Halbrand is eyeing a job at Numenor in the blacksmith. Which to me, kind of, I don't know, was interesting. I don't, like, I don't know. I know we're going to be forging rings at this point in the show. You know what I mean? So yeah. this guy's got this obsession with right. blacksmithing. I don't know. I don't know if there's any connection there or something like that. But regardless, we find out. Doesn't really he, seem like there's a war yet. You know what I mean? Like, nope, yeah. we're not forging weapons right. or anything. You know what I mean? It's not so not like he needs to do that. So yeah, it could very well be a connection to the rings. You know what I'm, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but he basically finds out can't get a job. Can't get a job without a uh, guild's crest. So he's like, "Fuck! All right, that sucks." Goes to the bar, starts having a drink, trying to drown a little bit of his sorrows, trying to figure out how he's going to get a crest. A couple of guys in town start giving him a hard time, start hassling him and shit. Starts being feisty a bit back. Little, <laughs> then he goes, like a, you know what? I'll buy drinks for everybody. I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> looks like a well, looks like a fight's going to break out, yeah. right? But then he sees that one of the guys is wearing the guild crest that he needs. Yeah. So and then begins the long con. He starts. All right, you know what? Let's let's play the friendly game. Let me buy everybody drinks. Yep. Gets hey. around for the bars. <laughs> he starts partying. Booze, so baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what better way to win the people over than to buy them booze? You know what I mean? Especially back then. What else do they got to do? There's nothing to do. They're working terrible jobs. And what, job and what better way to? I just love how it's like whether it's that or Game of Thrones. Just the old school. They just got like a. Mm. A fucking just a pint of beer, and they just half of it's like splash when they yep. cheer. Like it's ah, half of it dribbles down their beard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Half goes down the chin. Yeah, exactly. You know so. they do a lot of drinking in Lord of the Rings. I mean, Merry and Pippin, Hobbit, Sam too, even Hobbits, and they were pounding love the booze signs. Like, yeah, the nothing, ales. Yeah, love yeah. the ales. You know they they toss it down in Lord of the Rings. Um, but Hallbrand, like I said, playing the long con, buys these guys drinks, playing the whole thing. All right, you know what? Everything's going good. Let me take off before things go awry. And he pops the little crest right off this guy's shoulder without him even knowing. He thinks. 
Starts heading back home, thinking he's got the crest that he needs. Not so fast. The boys are right behind him. They notice the crest was gone. And it looks like Hallbrand's in a tough spot for a moment. But what do you know? Not only can he talk the talk, he can walk the walk. He ends up fucking up all four of these guys. Whips their asses. And again, too, it wasn't a... It's kind of the same thing of it wasn't like pushing the envelope of like, you know, like blood and all that, but... When the guy's arm, gets, oh yes, the guy's arm goes against the wall and like slips and snaps. I was like, oh my god, like that was disgusting. So it was like that same thing again of where Absolutely they're not, right. they're not pushing the envelope of, of like blood or gore, but for Lord of the Rings terms, they are. Yeah, it yeah. was like, man, I remember what I was watching. I was like. Oh, that's fucking gross. The way his arm just snapped. Yeah, like, absolutely the corner right. of the wall. I almost kind of, I kind of forgot about that. But yeah, yeah, he used some good like UFC moves, basically. Yeah, he just those guys. What if he even had like a gross. sword or a dagger? No problem. Took care of him. Yeah. So again, we don't know much about this guy except for he's from the Southlands. He was on the run from basically something, but he can talk the talk even in front of the biggest people, whether it be a king, a queen, or whoever. And now we know that he can fight too. So this guy is. There's something going on here. You know what I mean? He's got, some some He's got some Aragon to him. He does have some Aragon to him, actually. You're right. There is a lot of a lot of similarities. Yeah. Even his kind of look, the, the hair and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Greasy, long hair. Yeah. 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 Um, but we bounce right back. Could be falling in love with an elf. Same thing as, Ooh. as, as Aragon. Ooh, good call. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another one. I like that. They definitely seem like they're getting closer for this episode, for sure. Um, but we bounce right back. The, the day's ride, or however long it was, half a day's ride is over. And we have arrived at the Hall of Lore, which we find out right away was built by Lord Elrond's brother. I didn't even know Lord Elrond had him. Yeah, yeah. We see a cool mm-hmm. little picture, but sure enough, um, I can't, I didn't actually, I should have wrote down that guy's name, but it was someone actually just like Elrond. They were very similar. Yeah. These people love naming their sons and daughters like very similar names. That would be very confusing to live in a household like that. Right. I feel like. I mean, they'll be good with ease, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. Um, but like I said, Elrond's brother actually, uh, actually built the hall. And then we also find out that the old king of Numenor, who is still alive, which is kind of weird because usually when you're a king, you reign until you die, he was banished. But he still lives in his own tower. He wasn't, like, straight up exiled from the entire land. He's still allowed to live there, basically. But he's been banished to his tower. You know how bad you have to be of a king back in the day to get fucking impeached? And what did he do? (laughs) What did he do to get banished there? He he backed the elves. He backed the wrong people. That's all he did. Yeah. I mean, so that goes to show how much the rest of these people just didn't give a shit about what the king said. They they did not like these elves, man. Yeah. Well, I found that interesting that this guy was, that's what he was literally banished for, you know right. what I mean? For backing these elves. Yep. So definitely thought that was pretty uh, interesting. Uh, and then we get to the big, you know, sort of a big twist, I guess you could call it for the episode. In the Hall of Lore, we come across a document and we find out that Morgoth in the, uh, uh, if he was to lose the war, which of course we find out he did, he had a backup plan in place. Basically creating a new land he had put in place um, for his followers to go to, to build their strength. And basically that he had a new follower that was going to lead them. Sauron. So that was pretty crazy. And then we also find out that the logo that we've seen on both her brother and in the cave in episode one up north. Yep. It wasn't actually a logo. Well, it was a logo, but not like in the sense that we thought. We thought it was kind of like the white hand of Saruman, like a marking kind of representing the guy that was there. It's actually a marking for the Southlands, which, after a little bit of research, I found out 
the Southlands is in fact right where Mordor is gonna fucking pop oh, up. Oh, okay. All right. So nice. Yeah. So it seems like that's where they're gonna be, and we know that the orc camp that uh, Aradin is at is mm. also in the Southlands. So it seems like the orcs are already establishing a foothold there pretty firmly. Yeah. Could be one of the reasons why Hallbrand left. Orcs might have forced them out. Even if they did support Margoth, maybe now they're not so friendly. You know what I mean? Yeah, you guys right. are fucking still men. We lost the war. Screw you guys. Kind out. of a thing. Yeah. And maybe they were on the run, something yeah. like that. But we find out, you know, that the logo is actually, in fact, the Southlands. So that means, you know, the Southlands are in some friggin' trouble. And Galadriel's like, shit's worse than I expected. Like, you know, there's a plan. There are already guys there. We got to get fucking. Yeah. Like, I thought <laughs> shit was bad. We no got to you know mobilize. I mean? yeah, we got to yeah, get yeah, going. Yeah. Exactly. So. That was uh, very interesting to me. I, I thought that was very cool. I thought the idea of it being sideways and it being, like I said, the logo basically for the Southlands rather than it being... That was a cool little thing. She was like, how could yeah. I be so stupid? How did I not see that? Right. But I was like, that was cool. I liked that a lot. <laughs> you were saying the same thing. Like, how could I not see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very cool. I liked that a lot. So that was all cool. And like I said, to find out that the Southlands are going to be, you know, Sauron's headquarters basically, you know, going forward. Um, so we go to... Probably my second favorite group of characters, to believe, believe it or not. After the dwarves, I don't know what it is. I love the dwarves, but I fucking love these hobbits, too. The hoffets. These people, I love yeah, them. I, it's, I love it. The hoffets. It's a very, just a, a very interesting story, because I have no fucking idea where, where, it's, yeah. where it's going, but I'm very intrigued by the whole thing. Like, And again, and simple they, people. Yeah. Just like to have a good time. Right. And like, yeah, it's just like... The Hobbits just—they're just funny to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you know, not appearance-wise or anything. Yeah, I don't want to like. Oh, their costumes are great in this. They're always—they're always built to disguise themselves at a, at a moment's notice. Yeah, when they're on the they high, like the when they're on the high grass, that—that's my favorite one. Yeah, that cracks me up. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just—it's a very interesting storyline in the sense of like, I just couldn't even give you a. a a prediction or like what I think is going to happen. I just, I have no idea where this storyline's going, yeah. but I am very intrigued by it. Definitely. So we find out that the, the entire Harfoot clan, they're in the middle of a migration. We don't know where they're moving to, but it seems like they do this pretty regularly. At first, when they said that, I was like, ooh, are we moving to the Shire for the first time? Are yeah. we like, taking a new home? But it seems like this is something that they do almost like seasonally, like animals do. You like to, you know what I mean? For winter time, we move south. Yeah. Kind of things. Um, so they're, in the middle, they're doing their prep for their migration. We go to Nori's parents, and we see that uh, Nori's father's ankle is still demolished from episode yeah, one. Yeah, I think it was gross, too. Yeah, all all messed up. He can't walk, can't put any weight on it. So the idea of a migration and moving our entire house or whatever, you like our little caravan, on our backs seems like it's going to be pretty friggin' tough. Yeah. Uh, he tries to be good dad, good husband, tries to reassure everything's going to be all right. Brandyfoot's never been left behind. Brandyfoot, great fucking yeah great name yep the brandy foots yep um but the plan first time for everything though you know (laughs) it's true it's true uh the plan is basically to stay at the front of the caravan so that way they can get a little bit of a lead if they trail back they have plenty of people to follow you know what i mean if they you know it's a good idea i like it hopefully they can probably slow some people down along the way slow down the whole orchestra those are very uh very proud people too you know oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. they just uh they don't want to they don't want any help from anybody else he's like yeah, yeah i got it yeah don't worry about it no kidding especially the whole concept that was saying they're gonna get left behind i thought that was kind of in a way kind of proud that's proud like none of you guys like if this guy's foot's hurt we don't have like another another guy from another we caravan gotta, that can come help <laughs> out you know what i mean <laughs> oh no, we gotta keep this going man like, like, we hobbits. gotta go no kidding yeah. everyone's out for themselves these hobbits no, they don't we, know they seem like they're these great people but they don't really want to go out of their way to help yeah, each other out no, too much, i'm right? out i'm out on the hobbits now <laughs> <laughs> well at least at least i'm in on nori i'll tell you that i like nori um 
But we find out that Nori, uh, we're going to go try to steal a book. Because Gandalf, oh, well, actually, I keep calling him. I'm already I'm already thinking this guy is Gandalf. Oh, Gandalf. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I, I'm open for any suggestions on to where this storyline is going. So, but yeah, if there's anything like that, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all him, for it. Be, I mentioned last week, who knows? It could be Saruman. Saruman hasn't been evil from Jump Street. You know what right. I mean? Saruman was good. Yeah. Went evil. So, yeah. like. Who knows? Could be him. Could very well be. Uh, but we'll, we'll not give him the name. We'll just call it the wizard. Uh, the wizard, we found out last episode, episode two, he's trying to find these stars. Nori says she can find uh, a book that she's going to steal, basically, because they're getting ready for this migration. It's now or never. We're going to be leaving. So I got to get this book for the wizard now. Um, the stealing book scene I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, it did, uh, it did crack me up the way it, I forgot, like, how she exactly did it, but... How the whole thing planned out, like, so yeah, she, like... We just gotta look for, uh... First gotta right. convince her friend, you know what I mean? First gotta convince yeah. the friend to help out. And, of course, in typical fashion, the friend's the lookout. And as she's, you know, says Nori's snooping around for the book, trying to find it. The guy's house that she's in, of course, as always, comes walking on in. But he doesn't see her right away because her friend comes in perfectly, sets a distraction. And then Nori's under the table now, trying to find the book from under the table... Yeah. And the friends, while talking to the guy, trying to also guide her with her. Verbiage. Yeah, like I said, I forgot how, Very funny. how they say it, but they're like, "Hey, you know, we just gotta like go to like the right." And I'll go straight there now, yeah, to the left, like a little bit to the left. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty funny the way it was done. But I thought that was, uh, I thought that whole thing was was pretty funny. And then uh, from there we go to like a little campfire, kind of a kind of a campfire. It seems like a thing that they do right before they head out on their little migration at nighttime. They were paying homage to all of the Harfoots that had died in the past year, which again was kind of started yeah, the sad. Past migration, right? What is it? The past migration. Oh right? yes, yes, from the past migration. Yes, thank you. Uh, which it started kind of like like sad. It was like, all right, this person, this person, some tears, and then they started getting to like people that died in ridiculous ways, and then they, like, all of them started like laughing and shit yeah. like that which I thought was kind of funny yeah, the bees yeah the bees what did he say I can't remember his name but he goes that one man was always an idiot but we loved him <laughs> uh, and who else interrupts this little you know procession than the wizard himself he got the papers from Nori he was looking at him by the fire accidentally lights him on fire accidentally basically knocks down a whole bunch of little tents and shit like that comes stumbling into the meeting Scares a whole bunch of people. A bunch of the Hoffoots go running fucking for their lives, diving into the skies, like we said, <laughs> yeah. using, using their hats and yeah. shit, diving in the bushes, whatever they can do. And uh, they find out that, you know, Nori's been stealing some food, stealing the pages, helping out an outsider, helping out what they call a giant, even though he's just, well, actually, no, I guess Gandalf is pretty tall if you want to call him a giant. But this is for all. Them, for their terms, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. No shit. Two of them easily. Maybe three. Uh, but all this is basically worthy of them being, you know, exiled. They decide not to do that. Uh, but they, uh, unfortunately, as punishment, the idea that they had is now at the window because they are going to be at the back of the caravan for the migration. The caboose. Which is tough because we already know we're going to be moving real slow and now we're at the back. The back of the back. The back of the back. Yeah, no kidding. So now our job that was going to be tough is going to be even tougher. Uh, from there... We go to the prison. Uh, Hallbrand, after beating the crap out of those four guys, was unfortunately captured by a couple of a couple of soldiers. Brought down to the the little chamber there, held in held in you know a little prison cell. And uh, Galadriel comes on down, and it seems like Galadriel found out some other information at the Hall of Lore beside just the stuff about the Southlands. Apparently, Hallbrand's family not only did they pledge fealty to Margoth, they were actually 
family of royalty back in the Southlands. Mm. And right now, the Southlands don't have any leader or anything like that. And that's because the rightful leader is sitting in here in a, in a prison cell. So again, another call to Aragon. Yeah, right. A guy who's destined to lead. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. I didn't even think. So there's a lot, a lot of connections between this yep. Hallbrand guy and Aragon. A lot of them. Um, basically, she explains what else she found about the Southlands, how they're in trouble, how there's an army building. And she basically says, you know, hey, we can both restore our family's name, make our families proud. We can go to the Southlands, stop these guys, stop Sauron before they do any damage. And he says, I mean, all right, cool, I'm in, but we don't have an army or a ship. And she just says, hey, don't you worry about that because that's all about the change. I got it. So don't know how they're going to get that ship. Don't know where they're going to get that army. Maybe it's going to be something to do with Elendin because they seem like they have a cool little connection already. Right. Yep. Who knows? Maybe a seal door comes into play there. Yep. Who can say? Yeah, with the ships, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe yep. a seal door, Elendin, Galadriel. Maybe they all do a little team up. Head to Lord Elrond. Who knows? You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe there's a new fellowship that we're going to see provided. Um, from there, we went to a, a, the quickest scene of the entire episode. It lasted like two seconds. It was... Very strange to me that they threw it in, but it has to mean something for the future. But we have the queen. She just walks up these set of stairs to like this, seems like the penthouse suite, basically. And she says, we don't see anybody, but she says, says to your father, which I'm assuming might be her son. I don't know. But she's the queen. I imagine it's her kid and right. the king. You know what I'm saying? But she says, tell your father the elf has arrived. That's it. What the mean. hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta mean something. Is it good news? She doesn't seem happy about it. It seems right. like it's a bad thing. Yeah. And to me, it's like, how did you guys know that she was coming to be like, see this in the flames? What is this? Like, yeah. Right. yeah. We got prophecy in Harry Potter. What are yeah. we doing here? Like, you know? Yeah. So to me, I think we're going to definitely see some more of that. I don't think we're done with Numenor at all. I think we're going to be seeing more of this place going forward. Yeah. But. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have that scene like that. And, Unless it meant something down the line. Right. Weird scene, though, right? Because yeah. it was just so short. They didn't show anybody. Not even like, you know, right. sometimes they do like the back of the head. And the yeah, head, like, exactly. Even interpretation. Of yeah. Something. There was nothing. No. No shadowy image. Yeah. Nothing at all. Just the queen, her face, her kind of emotion, like I said, not looking happy. Yeah. That was even, even more of a reason to think that it's going to, you know, there's more of that storyline. Definitely. Going on the next couple episodes. Definitely. We're going to have to see this because they, they don't get off this island. That's, that's where their story ends, so... For this episode. So, you know, they haven't gotten off. They're still in Numenor. We yeah. still got to get to Middle Earth. We still got to get a ship. We still got to get an army. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the second to last scene, we go back to the Harfoots. We are now actually on our migration. And boy, are we really struggling. Yeah, We're not, off to, a, not off to a good start on the, mi- on the migration. Nope. We got Nori and her dad, just the two of them, trying to carry this whole little hut of theirs on wheels by themselves. That struggle. It looks like they're going through some swamplands too, which really sucks. Yeah, you got uphill, downhill, terrible terrain, water, terrible. Um, and it looks like things are real bad. It looks like we might be in trouble. We might be left behind, just like we were thinking. And then who comes and saves the day? But our wizard. Our wizard says, "Yo, this thing's light work for me. Let me get you." I got you. Says calls Nori friend, which I thought was nice, very sweet. And that was the first time he talked, right? Gandalf. Is that the first time that he? Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of that scene in Fellowship of the Ring. What's the elvish word for friend? But, uh, yeah, yeah, right. To open the, uh, the open the door of the cave. Memorial, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep. Interesting. I don't know. I, I think that the more that he becomes friends with these hobbits, the more I think that they... I'm almost starting to think that they want you to think it's Gandalf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, everybody loves him. He's a huge character from the trilogy. We know that he loves hobbits. So we're going to try to drive this thing home. He kind of looks like him even. You know what I yeah. mean? 
I think it's going to be fucking Saruman. I yeah. think it's going to be Saruman. I think they're going to try to do us, hit us with a little twist. I just don't know how they're going to pull. I like where you're at. I just I don't know how they're how they're going to pull it off. But yeah, I could definitely see, especially I'm obviously more right now feeling like how it was with Gandalf. But that's going to be really tough to to turn around. But yeah, I'm all for. Like I said, I I literally have no idea what the fuck's going on with this storyline but yeah. i'm open for any suggestions so i'll you know go into the next couple episodes I'm, i'll start thinking if it's like something else like that but yeah i like where your head's going i do I not think, i do not think it's Sauron, to be honest with you saruman those two names yeah. again nightmare yeah i don't think it's saruman though no okay i'm not I, feeling it i also think well just from like a personal standpoint i think there's more to do with his character than there is to do with gandalf's character like gandalf's just basically through and through like a good guy yeah so all we can really see him do is kind of actually what he is doing actually is building this connection with the hobbits and why he likes them mm. but i don't think there's like too much more they can do with that whereas saruman they can kind of show his progression of good to bad or something. Yeah. Even if it's just if he's mostly good, maybe towards the end of the show, say, yeah. they start to show these little cracks where maybe there could be some evil to him or something like that. Yeah. I just feel well, like there's, there's one just like monumental event that happens that, sure. that switches him. Yep. Um, again, right now, I don't know what that could right. be. But, but like, yeah, you get what I'm saying. There's yeah. more to do with that storyline yeah. if it was him than if it was Gandalf. Yeah. It could be a fucking a whole new wizard entire. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that he just, you know, helps them move and, you know, help them migrate and they all live happily ever after. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, you know, no, something... No, no, no. No, something's gonna ha- something's gonna happen and right now it's just now he's just going to them with to their new home he's migrating too you know what yep. i mean so him and nori are still gonna be together yep um but I, like i said i, I love that storyline i'm very interested to see more of the hobbits i like the hobbits even if they are a little bit uh sketchy people <laughs> they're only looking out for themselves selfish bastards <laughs> uh and then we close out with our our last scene and it's a nice little nice little battle scene we go back to the camp Aradin and his boys, they've established their little plan here. We're going to use the sun. We're going to fucking try to make a run for it, basically. Uh, we attacked a couple of the orcs. A little fight scene breaks out. Aradin makes a cool little move, chops down. Yeah, that like was that was wicked cool. Flies through the air. Very yeah, cool. Love that. Looked like Galadriel. Again, with the elves kind of floating. Yep. But in episode one, people were mad that she jumped off the sword. You know what I mean? Yep. She like floated. Yep. He did a lot of this same right. stuff in this fight scene. Yeah. He did that first, and then he does the, the dive of... Aradin. And I was like, what the fuck is he... Like, he's just going to go into this gang of orcs? Like, I, was, I didn't oh, even yeah. know what he was going to do. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but he's yeah, like yeah. lunging at them. I'm like, all right, what the fuck is he going to do here? Yeah. And then like, that's when he cuts the uh, like like the awning down or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, that was that was very Smart cool. move using the yeah. sun. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, the orcs, because they can't now, they're kind of sort of trapped in a way. They're trying to use whatever coverage they can to get out of the sun. They call in a war, which we talked about last week with Ladoo, because they mentioned the dogs, which we saw last week. We didn't know if they were going to somehow like evolve into the wargs. Sure not. The wargs are already here. They call a warg out, and it looks fucking awesome again. Now, are those uh, is that the same... Like like dog or wolves that um, Aragon's fighting in two towers in the two towers. This one is yes. Got it. Okay, yes. I thought so, it. Yeah, I thought, I thought the, it they showed a different one in, in uh, episode two, which they just call I think either dogs or wolves. But right, it was similar, but not like as you know fierce. Basically, yeah, look a little bit smaller, kind of. And I was thinking, you know, they maybe gonna because it's we have thousands of years to Lord of the Rings. They're gonna just kind of like almost soup up evolve or whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but no, it seems like we already have wargs. The warg fucking does some damage too, man. It yeah. rips off. Again, another another thing. Like it wasn't gross. Intestines weren't flying out or anything. Yeah. Like it wasn't that disgusting. But for again, for Lord of the Rings terms, it like pushed the envelope. Like he's just gnawing at this girl's stomach. I was like, oh shit. Like 
push the, push the envelope again in terms of Lord of the Rings. Definitely, definitely. I, I like it too. But give us give us a little bit more blood. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, don't, you don't going to make it. You know, I'm sure they know they don't have to make it Game of Thrones or anything no. like that in terms of the the gore. But you know, there's from the original Lord of the Rings, there's not much of an envelope to push. But no, you know, really push good. it push it just enough like what they're doing so far. And yeah. like I, said, I don't think anybody's asking for. Somebody's got spilling out all over the all yeah, over the floor or anything. But, gladiator. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're pushing it just enough right now where it's good. Yeah, so. definitely, I agree. Um, but again, cool little fight scene. Uh, Aaron Dia pulls a cool little another floating move this time. Dodges the warg, ends up kind of trapping it with a tree, kind of a thing. Ties it up. Uh, his boy escapes over the top, and we think yeah, he's going to be able to make a move for the trees. All right, we fucking did it. We're going to be out of here. And then it turns out, fucking bang, shot with an arrow, he's dead. Arendir, still stuck in these tunnels, still captured by the orcs. Most of his friends, these prisoners that could have helped him escape, are all dead now. And did we ever, we never saw where the arrow came from, right? Like, we never saw... It just looked like it came from a different, like, probably like a, like a different section of tunnels from a different orc. Yeah. But the orcs are about to basically take Arendir and strap him down and cut his throat. And right before they do, they say, not so fast. Third time, call Adar out here. Get him out here. We're going to see the big guy. Yeah, we're going to see the big guy. Yeah. Yep. And sure enough, we get a glimpse of him. Nothing too clean, but he's wearing the gloves that look like Sauron's gloves. So it seems like definitely could be him. And it seems like we could be getting him the next episode. Yep. Yeah. So cool way to end the episode for sure with a yep. nice little tease right there of what could be Sauron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Overall, o- overall good episode. I, I liked, uh, it's probably my favorite out of the three of them so definitely. far. Um, and it's it's keeping me interested. So, definitely, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. All right, we are uh, we're, we're we're taking our time here. We're gonna start burning through. Let's do our uh, let's do our last one here. We got House of the Dragon, the good stuff. A big episode as far as I would say political movements go. Uh, episode a lot, four, a lot of movements too, not just political. Either. No, 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 no. <laughs> a lot of movements. A lot of yeah. movement. If you like uh, a little bit of Thrones with your pawn, this was a good episode Jeez, for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I need a need a cigarette after watching the, this episode. My god. Gotcha. Oh man, yeah, smoke up after that episode. My lord. Uh, episode four, King of the Narrow Sea, entitled. Um, just off the top, we've quickly good episode. Like I said, not too much action, a lot of politics. Not too much of a time jump. Seems like we only did maybe about six months or a year or so in this one. Yeah. I guess the next one is supposed to be a... The next one is the last episode last that Rhaenyra... Yeah, so we're going into that. And then just uh, like before we get into it, before I, I think I was here after the first episode. Yes. Like my biggest takeaway so far in this episode just submitted it even more. The king is so fucking bad at his job. He is. It, like that's been my biggest takeaway I think out of all four episodes so yep. far it's like whether whether it culminates to like Dance of the Dragons like it's gonna be because this guy's a fucking idiot and can't do his job as a king yep is gonna be the downfall like I just feel like he's so bad at his job so far like Damon told us as much he oh said he's man always, always been bad at this job what being king he said it from the beginning just everything he's fucking horrendous at his job I have to agree <laughs> I would have to agree um Again, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the newest episode of Game of Thrones. We're going to be diving into it now, so definitely come back and check us out if you haven't seen it. Um, we open up, and just where we left off last week, we find out you know Reynara is going to have to be married. She's she's got a wed. It's her it's her duty as you know as heir. Uh, we have a a tour of suitors, basically men from all over the kingdom have come to Dragonstone to basically you know give their speech, give their plea. To, yeah, uh, have reminded me a lot of when uh, she was picking a knight. 
to yeah. just a lot of underqualified oh, yeah, fucking definitely. people going into it. She's like, nope, next, yep. nope, next. We got old guy. We got old men, way too old. Yeah, have kids like 13, 14 years old. Except that kid was badass. At yep. the, 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 yeah, he <laughs> the sure was. That was he cool. sure but, was. Yeah, it was the same thing of just. Nope, next. Yeah. Like, these guys aren't going. And Reynaldo was clearly not pleased by No, it. exactly. Tell. She yeah. was very annoyed. Almost yeah. kind of like, is this the best that we have to offer, man? Like, right. Really, like, yeah. I, I'm like, not to like brag, but like, I'm kind of a prize here. You know what right. I mean? Like, exactly. I, mean, I got a dragon stone, I'm in to the fucking iron throwing. I'm pretty good yeah. looking. I'm fucking 20 years old. Like, yeah. come on. What are we hey, doing here? Hey, send me out there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> send me out there. Give me a chance, coach. Come on. Um,. But, you know, like I said, we see this old guy come up. She kind of belittles him a little bit in front of everybody. Then this kid comes up. He gets belittled by another guy who I don't know if he was a suitor before, but this guy's just giving him shit. Ends up calling him Craven. <laughs> just a classic heckler in the in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, seriously, yeah. a typical heckler. Woo. This kid ain't having it, though. This yeah. kid's got some balls. You know what? He's like, you going to call me Craven? Fuck you, dude. I don't care if you're an old man. Pulls out his sword. Raynaud was like, all right, we're out of here. So I was getting drawn. That's my cue to friggin' leave. Yeah. But before she leaves, we find out that this fucking little kid just gutted this dude. Yeah, you just hear, oh. yeah so you hear it. And, and like right when I heard it, I was like, all right, they definitely didn't show this kid just get fucked up. I was like, this kid definitely fucked this guy up, huh? And then it showed yeah, up. I was like, it. yeah, let's go. Like, I don't know. That was awesome to me. And you know what makes me curious is like you just said, we have the 10-year jump coming up in another episode. Do we see this kid as Give like this guy a, another a, 10 years. We, yeah, do we see this kid as a role in the yeah, show? Right. You know what I mean? Is he like a badass soldier now, maybe? Maybe yeah. he his first fucking taste of blood, and right yeah. after this, he was like, rah! Yeah. <laughs> Give him another 10 years. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm very curious. I know they said that he was from the Blackwood family, so I, I'll keep a name out for that, I guess. Um, but basically, you know, like I said, Reynard takes off. We're heading back to King's Landing. Right as we're getting there to King's Landing... Who else shows up at the exact same time and almost knocks her whole damn boat over? But Prince Damon on Caraxes. Awesome looking scene. I yeah. thought it looked wicked cool. Right. Just fucking get the ocean flowing. But she's like, you know, that already looked cool as it was. And then all of a sudden, every time Caraxes is on screen, I kind of lose my shit a little bit. He looks so Yeah, that dragon's cool. badass. Just the most badass dragon out of all of them. Even better and than like, uh, I think like you said, too, the last time I was on Los, like, his, like the sound is really cool. Like, I don't know, like his like screech yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's wicked cool. Like, he doesn't just sound like a generic dragon Lose loves that word every time he has the word screech those cracks up <laughs> yeah he's got his own uh yeah he's got his own tone to it. i don't know like it's just a nice little touch where he just doesn't sound like a generic dragon I don't know. he sounds wicked cool when he's when he's on the screen um but like i said yep so we have you know everyone everyone's back in town now prince daemon is back in king's landing since being exiled basically or banished in the first episode and prince uh Reynara, princess Reynara is back from her tour of uh senior suitors and we're going to go to the throne room. And the king is going to see his brother for the first time in a good while since he banished him, like yeah. I said. And Prince Daemon is rocking a new haircut, which I'm not going to lie. I dig the Can new I cut. say something? I yeah. thought it was pretty interesting that everybody like lined up. Like anybody of any sort of significance or power was there in that room when he came back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why it was, was like, that? Full ah, Because, you know... I think they don't know how they don't know exactly what's going to happen in that like in that scenario because like I said the last time he was here he was banished but he's returning and now he is like a war hero you know what I mean he just helped the the uh, the, the throne beat the you know save the step zones so it's kind of like how is this all going to play out is the king going to be cool about it are they going to be hospitable are they going to fucking fight to the death in the throne room kind of a thing I mean, he's teaming up with a, a member of his council that just literally just Yep. Basically said, fuck you, I'm yep. out. Like, yep. Yep. you know, and I, I know at the big, like, first episode, I said he was kind of my suspect number one. I definitely, 
was wrong about that one. I think he's just a badass and he's had enough of the king shit, essentially. Like you said, he realized a bad kid. He's like, dude, you stink. Like, I'm, I'm just going to figure this out on my own, dude. I'm out of here. So, uh, yeah, I was wrong about about uh, Corliss, but he, I think he still think he's an awesome character. I think he just, like I said, he, he had enough of the king shit. He was like, I'm just going to take matters into my own hands. I like him too. I want to see a little bit more of him. I feel like I yeah. I hope it's not the end of get him. Get more too. of him, but I feel like every episode is just like a scene here or there. Yeah, I would like some more with him. But I'm sure we're gonna get there. Uh, but like I said, new haircut, which I liked. The, I liked the new do. I thought it was pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. And he's also got himself a nice little crown wrapped around his head. He walks right up to the king with his uh, with the crab feet. Is like mallet. I think it is. It's not a sword. It's some kind of mm. big hammer looking thing. But awesome line. Drops it on like the the steps of the throne and says, "Add it to the chair." Add it to the chair. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. That's line. really badass too. That that's what that is. Is just all like the swords, and weapons of his conquered enemies. enemies. Yeah, and not like we see it in Game of Thrones where it's just the throne. They have that. It's like the whole entire yeah. walk up. Yeah, it's fucking thousands yeah. and thousands of blades. Yep. The throne room in general looks so different in this show than it does the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, someone's going to come in there and redo that whole place. Yep. Um, but uh, the king right away, you know, fucking asks him, yo, what the hell, what, what is this? You, you're you a king now too? Says, hey man, I didn't fucking make myself king. They made me king when I was friggin' when I won the Iron I Oh, when I won the, uh, I'm sorry, the Stepstones. They made me uh, king of the narrow sea. But he plays his hand perfectly, still being a good guy. He takes the crown right off and says but there's only one true king your grace and that's you here's the throne it's yours here's the stepstones they're yours and the king is like fuck all right you know i know i banished you but you are my brother you did just win the battle now you're doing the right thing he's on one knee get your ass up yeah, and give you a hug. yeah pretty much yeah and that's when yeah, everyone know, starts applauding every, yeah I was actually just going to go back to you. I think that's because they were kind of like, they didn't know. You know what I mean? They were kind of yeah. like. Like a sigh of relief almost. Right, the, yeah. Oh, for, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the people probably, because, you know, a lot of the, the commoners and stuff, not the commoners. I know this is the, 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 the actual throne room, but it's higher end people. But I'm sure they're fans of these Tony Knights and shit like that. Prince Damon seems like a pretty like a guy that people can get behind. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They yeah. love Jamie for winning. They love the right. Mountain for winning, even though he's a psychopath. Yeah. The Knight of Flowers, all that shit. I can see that a lot of people, they want Damon around probably. Yeah, guy you want to root for. Definitely. Um, so everything's all cool there. We're kind of doing a little celebration, sort of, a little little family gathering in the gardens. The king and Prince Damon are shooting the shit. Allison comes over, kind of gets disrespected. Says, hey, you know, you want to go check these out? The king laughs at him. Yeah, I thought that was really, they were just kind of like, yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let me check out the tapestries. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Oh, we'll meet you there. <laughs> King just kind of just shits all over, which I thought pretty funny. I definitely enjoyed it. So she walks away all kind of sour. And then Raynara follows her over, kind of realizing that she was a little upset. And then they have a little a little talk, which is weird because this talk goes real pleasant, real warm from where we last saw them in the last episode. Yeah. Kind of cold. Similar to the King and her brother. Just, you know. Yeah. Trying to... Trying to rekindle. Everybody's trying, trying to, to get back fences. together. Now. Everyone's yeah, trying exactly. to get all the families trying to come back together. You know what I mean? Um, time, time of peace, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, yeah, let's let's get everybody back together. Allison asked her how the tour went. Renara basically shrugs it off, makes fun of it, said she suffered it for as long as she could. Allison says it's romantic, and she goes, "Yeah, real romantic. They want to shove me up in a tower and for and have me just force out airs." And then as soon as she says that, she's like. 
ah, fuck, it's yeah. exactly what happened to you. Oh, yeah. shit. And then she quickly apologized. Yeah. But um, there she's able to get over it. Allison kind of says, it seems like Allison missed her. It seems like she says that, you know, she doesn't have any friends now. Everyone just looks at her like the queen. and She's not the Lady Allison anymore. You know what I mean? She's just the queen to everybody. So it seems like her and Reynara are starting to rekindle a bit, which is yeah. know, good to see, I suppose. She already made an heir, so it's like, yeah. all right, you did your job. Like, you can just, you know, nobody really cares about you. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. Yeah, and it seems like even though Allison, while she might have a little bit of plans of her own, she's still like, I, I thought, I said last week, and I, I still stand by it, I think she does genuinely care about Reynara, even though she might have some of her own interest, too. Yeah. I don't think that's is it her own interest, or is it, her, is it her father's interest? True. You know what I mean? True. That, that kind of being in the, in the back of her mind. And you know what? I don't think she's the only character that feels that way about right now. I think that's exactly how Damon feels. I think he's a bit torn, too, between his own, what he wants, and how he actually feels about yeah. it. And I think, you know, there's some, some collision there. Yep. Um, but we, we leave the gardens, you know, on, on a high note. Everyone seems to be pretty happy. Everyone's, you know, kumbaya. And uh, we go to the high council. And the first thing I noticed right away is that Reynara, no longer being disrespected, no longer the cupbearer. She's got a seat. seat at the table. She's even got one of those cool little ball things that they all have yeah. that they put in. So I thought Granted, that it cool. might be because Corliss, like I said, just said, fuck this shit, I'm out, and got up and left. But, hey, you know. Good point. Beggars can't be choosers. She's got a seat nonetheless. Good point. At least, yeah. It's not like, I don't, I don't think, get some respect. I don't think they put an extra chair there is all I'm saying. I think, you know. Just slid <laughs> his they just Right. I think they're just so <laughs> happened to be an extra chair, and she was like. They were like, all right, yeah, you can take a seat because this guy just said, fuck the king, I'm out of here. So not I can't, I don't think, it, I don't think they exactly pulled up an extra chair for her. Is it what was I'm just saying. like, it was just open and she was just like, you guys like, mind they're, they're like, yeah, like, what, yeah, yeah, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we find out that uh, the sea snake, unlike Daemon, did not come back to King's Landing to basically, you know, receive his reward. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> That's why I love him. Yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck you. I'm so out of here. You turn so fast. Yeah. No. Like I said, I didn't dislike him at first. I just, just thought he just kind of yeah in the background a little bit sketchy. But now yeah he's like I said like there's a reason why he was against the king. It's because the king Stops. is terrible at his job. Yeah. And yep. he just was the only one that had any balls to take matters into his own hands. Yeah. And it turns out that not excuse me not only is he not showing up to King's Landing, he also is uh, starting to cause some friction because he is planning... Making new allegiances, I'm out. Yeah, he's planning to wed his daughter, who was offered up to the king, but, you know, rejected. He is offering her up to the uh, Lord of Seas from Bravos, from the Free Cities, starting to try to form a little bit of a connection, a tie between King's Land, or uh, Westeros, and the Free Cities. This could be problematic for the king in a lot of ways. And both, they both, both are, like, Filthy rich too, right? Like I know, I think they said Bravos? like the, like oh, the yeah. sea snakes, That's where the Iron Bank is. Yeah, That's they said they said the sea money. snakes are like they're wealthy as hell too. So, yep. Yeah, in terms of the money, you know, just the money alone. That's and they called not a good him. The, they called him the Lord of Seas. So we have the Lord of Seas from the Free Cities, and then we have the Sea Snake from Westeros. So we got to imagine between the two of these guys together, if they form houses, not only going to be rich, they're going to control the oceans. For yeah, they're going to be traveling. They're going to have yeah. all the ships. Yep. Which, you know, oh, trade routes, trade, all trade ports, and things like that, yeah. Which, while it is a great thing to have, controlling the seas is awesome, controlling the trade is awesome. One big problem is that ships are made of wood, and wood catches fire, and we have a whole lot of dragons. Yeah. So, we'll see how that whole thing works right. out, but we do know that there's some problems stirring with the uh, with the sea snake. Come with the king, you the best not miss, boy. That's it, pretty much. So... From there, we go to where we're going to spend kind of the majority of our episode. We're going to do 
The, We're going to show the two ladies and how differently the two knights of these two women can possibly go. We have Allison, who, you know, does the good old woman thing, finds a husband and the king, pushes out heirs. And Reynara, who's a little bit more rambunctious, she's going to go out for a night on the town. <laughs> she's going to go to Amsterdam for the night, basically. Yep. So we literally open up. Allison is in her chamber by herself. She's, uh, you know, taking care of her baby, just, you know, bumping it up, down. Not having a good time. No, like, baby's crying its head off. Yep. <laughs> she doesn't look like she's enjoying it. Seems like a tough way to start the night. And that's just the beginning of her night is dealing with yeah. the crying baby. That's, yeah. just how, that's just how we're going to start things off for her. And she's going to get rougher and rougher. Uh, meanwhile, Reynara, she enters her her chamber. She's, you know, getting ready to go to sleep. And she's got a bag waiting for her on the table. She's like, what the fuck? This isn't my bag. Empties out the bag. And what does she have? Some clothes. She's like, what the fuck? These aren't my clothes. She gives it a sniff. Gives it a sniff. Yeah, he's clean, dirty. What the fuck is this? Uh, and there's a note. The note basically is a drawing of her room. And it just shows where she can escape into one of the Targaryen secret tunnels right through her room. She doesn't even know it's there. Who does know it's there? Prince Daemon knows it's there, baby. She fucking has eyes of excitement. She goes flying through that wall, down some tunnels, and sure enough, Daemon's waiting for her on the other end. But this, to me, we've seen Daemon already now use these tunnels like three or four different times. I think they're going to be a bigger and bigger part of the show. Yeah. I want to know how much he's seen that we haven't seen him see. You know what I'm saying? Right. If yeah. he knows how to get out of her room, he knows how to see into her room. So what's he looking at? It's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a what's good he point. looking at in the other bedrooms? What's he looking at in the king's chamber, maybe? You know right. what I mean? Uh, he would never do anything like that, you know? <laughs> I'm curious because these, these, cha- these he tunnels. He would never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. These tunnels were built by Targaryens and shit, but like you don't know specifically which ones and which Targaryen knows about all of them. Like we haven't seen King Viserys use them at all. Like maybe he no. doesn't even know they exist. Right. Princess Rhaenyra hasn't used them until now when yeah. he showed them. So I'm interested to see how much of an impact these things play in the show. We already saw him steal a dragon egg and shit like that. But we uh, we're out in the town now. We're outside of uh, the Red Keep. And we are going to go for what seems like date night, I guess, in, in Game of Thrones. For some. Game of Thrones land. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly dinner in a movie. Nah. We're going to walk the street with the commoners, see some see some street magic, see some uh, some little street magicians do some some tricks and stuff like that. They're taking in the sights. They're having some drinks. Um, and while they're having a good time, you know what I mean, enjoying the commoners, like I said, having, having some fun, having some drinks, we go to Allison. And now she's done taking care of her baby. She's made it up to the king's chambers now. And now she is given the king a little bath. Which I cannot imagine is pleasant at all. Not enjoying that either. <laughs> and uh, like she doesn't even try to hide it either, I feel like. Between oh, this no. scene and the next scene, like... Oh, no. Especially she, the next one. She's had enough of this shit. Like, yeah. she's, done, <laughs> she's done doing this stuff. And, like, again, it just goes to show the king is so fucking bad at his... Like, again, I'm not saying he's a bad actor or anything. Like, he's not a bad character. He bad just king. sucks at his job. Bad yeah, king. like, dude, read the room, my man. He's looking pretty worse for wears in this bath right now, too. He looks tired. Yeah. He looks... Is this hit, is P- I don't know if I saw it in the last episode. His pinky's gone. Two fingers. Two fingers two, are gone, right? Two fingers gonzo. Yep. And in the very second, we're going to see what else has gotten worse, too. Uh, but that's that's the next pot for Allison's night. After taking care of her baby, she's got to go take care of her old-ass, decrepit husband with fucking missing fingies. Um, we go... Again, back to the, the, the date night, and now we're watching. Uh, we're taking in a play, taking in a, taking in a little show, 
And basically, they put These plays play. never go well in Game of Thrones. Never, <laughs> ever, ever, <laughs> like, they're always so insulting. Always, and it's always the person always. that it's being insulted to yep. is watching it. Like, yeah. they, they don't. These, these plays never pan out well in yeah. Game of Thrones. The, the guys, the directors of these things, real assholes. Yeah. Cosmic assholes. Yeah, they rip into, they rip into whoever it is. It's almost like they know that the person's watching it. Like, they, they, they get a rip tip. She's going to be in the crowd. Too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Basically, the play is all about the succession, you know, they're basically making fun of uh, Reynara for being a female heir, and now that we have a Prince Aegon, even though he's only three, he's the rightful heir, and Prince uh, Re- Princess Reynara would be feeble, they call her. Uh, the part that I found funny about this wasn't even so much the play. It was, it was Reynara booing the play. I yeah. Was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. She had a smile about it, though. She was, you know, being playful. Yeah. She's just out having a good time, you know what I mean? Yep. And... Um, Basically, they you know they, they they finish up the play, they walk away, and then she is Prince Damon is saying that you know these people that are making these plays and stuff, these are the people that you're gonna have to rule over. So like, even though you're just taking it all as a joke, you should maybe take it a little bit more seriously because yeah. if something happens and you're queen, these are the people that you're gonna watch over, and they're calling you feeble, or they're basically laughing at you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's just like, bro, I thought we were having a date night. I don't want to talk about work. We're having fun out <laughs> yeah. here. Grabs a piece of street meat. He's like, bro, you got to pay for that. Throws the street meat. And then she just takes off running. She's like, I'm having fun. Fuck this guy. Fuck yeah. this guy. I'm out of here. Get a little taste. A little taste of the pleasure out on the town. And then it's just, yeah, I'm out of here. See ya. <laughs> just having fun. She's just the girl in the town for the night. Yeah, that's man. it. Just one drink. That's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> Lightweight. <laughs> Who knows what Prince Damon was drinking, though? He's probably drinking that hot Oh, shit. Jesus. Yeah, he's got some kind of concoction. He's got the, the vodka and, uh, and yak's milk from uh, from, she, from She-Hulk. That's what, he, that's what gets him fucked up. Great tie. I love that. That's a great loop. Um, but like I said, she takes off running, heads down a dark alley or two, a little sketchy. But then she gets caught by who other than a king's god. Sir Harlan stops her. He's like, yeah, what are you running from? Now I'm thinking he's going to have a little fucking prisoner or something. Yeah, what are you doing in Nocturne Alley? Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty much what that is. Perfect. Uh, and turns out she just, you know, real quick, like, hey, Sir Han, it's me. And he's like, oh, shit, what the hell are you doing down here? And then he sees Prince Damon coming. And he's just like, what are you two up to? Okay, yeah. proceed. I don't even want to I think they know. took a wrong turn. Don't yeah. Even, yeah, don't even tell anybody you saw me down here. Yeah. Just get out of here. Just yeah. go. <laughs> but they head out and uh, they head into a brothel. They head on into a brothel. Interesting spot. Let the sex begin. Whole lot of everything flying around. Some cock, some boobs, everything's flying in this place. But they're not the only ones that are uh, watching some sex or having some sex. They are going to go to Allison's bedchamber, and uh, she's going to get a call. Get a little call from the king. Hey, I need you up here right away. She's like, it's, it's late she's at like, night. What the hell do you want me for? <sighs> Fuck, it yeah. be one thing. And sure enough, we see her a few moments later, and she is just stuck underneath the king. But now we get a look at his absolutely rotting fucking back. Yeah. Just got like three blotches of just rotting fucking Straight skin. Nasty. Disgusting. The guy is literally rotting from the inside out. Like yeah. that shit's catching up to him. We haven't seen it now since episode one, the back, but and it kind of it kind of makes me think too, like like I said, this is the last step next episode is the last one where all these these actors are playing their roles. Like yeah. so there's gonna be a big jump. So like how's this gonna look in However long the jump is, oh, you know right, what I mean. Right. Like, say if it's, I don't think he's gonna get to the jump. Yeah, he might not oh, even get. To, he might not even get to the jump. What's that thing gonna look like if it's a ten year jump in between next episode and, yeah. the, and the one after? I like, have. I think episode five is gonna be it for our king. I think, yeah, I think the struggle. I think we're gonna see the the power struggle between Rainer and Rainese. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Spock and, off, and maybe even uh, Aegon. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if there's a jump, because now we have them at, say, roughly like two and a half, three years old in this episode, 10 years. We're talking 13, 14, which is kind of just the time when these kids now back then start kind of getting ballsy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what Joffrey's supposed to be, is like 14 or something like that. Um, but, like I said, Allison looking like she's having just an absolutely miserable time. We go back to the brothel house, and we have really made our way all the way to the back of this joint here now. And Prince Daemon's going to make his move, which we all saw, I think, coming from episode one. It's finally yeah. time. Didn't think it was going to be that soon into the season. I mean, obviously, as the episode progressed, I, I, you know, I feel like you took the hint, like this is going to happen. But I didn't think it was going to be that fast in the uh, in the, the season, I guess. Yep. Yep. He, well, Prince Daemon obviously knows that Raynara's going through some shit right now as far as her allegiance to marry. She's got to do her duty. She's doing these suitors. She hates them all. She She's looking at marriage through a real negative perspective. And I think with that, especially back then, it comes with marriage comes the idea of sex. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these people aren't supposed to be having sex before no. they're married because they're supposed right. to be, you know. They're there to, they're there to reproduce. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So. Prince Damon, you know, kind of is like, hey, listen, like, this is where people come to fucking do what they want. You know what I mean? Like, sex is not just a one-way street. It's supposed to be fucking fun and pleasurable for all the parties involved. It's supposed to be a good time. Let your head down. Let's have some fun. Next thing you know, we're doing a little making out, a little swapping of saliva, little little Jon Snow, Daenerys flashbacks. You know what I mean? And sure enough, Damien, I think a little bit surprised by Raynara's fucking hell yeah, they stopped pulling at each other's strings, start doing a little clothes untying. He's flipping her around. Things are starting to get hot and heavy. She's looking excited as hell. Yeah, she's ready to go. She's looking excited <laughs> as hell. She's ready to go. And all of a sudden, we get to the big the big moment, the time for, you know, to, to do the deed. And Damon fucking can't do it. Fucking pounds the, the wall and, and sods off. Yeah, and this, this is, this is the day. second time, too, in, in the first four episodes where he's... <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been able to do it. I didn't even think of that. Because That's in, in the first episode, he, he's he's having sex with his wife, and he's it's the same thing. Like he ends up, he can't. So That's I don't know right. if there's any connection with that, or right. if he just has, uh, you know, That's right. performance I didn't even, issues. I didn't even think but of it's that. not it's not the first time where he's you know he hasn't been able to good call to get it get get it done when it matters. So I don't know if there was any like I said correlation with that, or if he's just you know he just yeah. needs Viagra. If he just needs Viagra. <laughs> We're going to find out that Thrones Times had a different medicine back in the day, very shortly. Maybe they had yeah. some Viagra, too. That. Maybe, they can, maybe Mesa can whip him up a drink. <laughs> but like I said, Damon uh, can't get the deed done. He, he fucking piss, he punches a wall, and then he just literally just takes off, just leaves Raynara. That's all, can, that's all you can really do. Throne. That's all you can really that's do true. in that situation. Yeah, right? it's tough. Yeah. That's true. I'm, yeah, out, so I'm, I'm out of here. That's a tough yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. to have. Get out of here. Like, yeah. pants down his legs, still, he's still, like, just, like, waddle, he's, like, just waddling away. Just, that's all you can do in that situation, I feel like. <laughs> he takes You want me to call you a cab or something? <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, no. Call you a chariot? Like, yeah. Go to fucking get a horse over there, nah, just, You got to just take off. Um, right now I tries to follow him out and it turns out that they uh, haven't been alone all night. They've had a little fucking birdie tailing them around, keeping eyes on them. Birdies in this brothels, man. Yeah. Always, you know, always it's a the little birds, you know, birds, little, little birds, brothels, dude. always the little birds kid of like maybe 13, 14, something like that. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Birds in the brothels right there. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Birds in the brothels. But, um, like I said, the kid's been, uh, you know, spying on them all night. We go back to Raynara's bedchamber, 
And, you know, like like I said, she was very, very excited down in the brothel. Still is excited. And when she gets back to her bed chamber, she is... Right place, right time. Still excited. Is right. <laughs> and who's outside of her door that night keeping God? Yeah. No other than Christian Cole, Looking for baby. someone to finish the job. That's all it is. How yeah, I don't know how you guys are, but I am Team Cole on this one. I'd rather see, rather see her be with Cole. Oh, all right. Well, to be honest, unfortunately, that's not going to be totally possible because of his station and such. True. Also, his low-ranking nobility. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Tough. There's a lot of factors, but yep. they could definitely have a little secret thing going on. Yeah. Like, I actually, I, I mentioned it. Uh, I don't know if it was the episode that you were on or not, but in the, they don't mention it all in the, in the show, but in the book, Cersei carries on with almost all of the King's God. Oh, like yeah. behind yeah. closed doors. <laughs> yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're yeah. not allowed to like take their armor off. I think they they said right. Like he they're not supposed to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not supposed to see them without their armor. So it's kind of like how the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Like does he kind now? Of. Is he now out of the? Yeah, yeah. The, you're not supposed out to of the guild now that he took. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's gonna no, get found out. No that. wives, no kids, none of right. that shit. Yep. Um. But yeah. So like we said, Rainara's still excited. She basically plays a little game of cat, uh, cat and mouse. Takes his helmet, gets him, lures him into the room, and then lures him into a kiss. Christian Cole can't fucking believe it, but. You know, she's got a persuasive eye to her, and next thing you know, they're spending three or four hours taking off his thousands of pieces of armor. Let me tell you, man, having sex back in the day, you have so much time for second thoughts. I mean, you have like 56 thoughts. Like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? If you're like freaking, if you're drunk, by the time by the time you get all your clothes off, you're going to be fucking sober. Yeah. You know you're what sleep, I mean? You're sleeping. You're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And well, afterwards, you have a lot of regret if it's not what you paint out yeah, because you're going to see that motherfucker dress shit. up for half an hour after. <laughs> like, dude, I just want you to get out of here. Well, that was fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Damon knew how to get out of that room, and I mentioned those tunnels. Is Damon watching this right now? We have no idea where he ran off to. Maybe he's watching her bang call out right now. Can't imagine he went anywhere else except just to bed and shame. But, <laughs> but. Oh, shit. Yeah, not a good look for him. Although he probably, because, I mean, we'll get into it, I'm sure, but he woke up, like, hung over his shit. Yeah, the next, so he probably, right just, probably just got home and just. Passed out. Drunk to the point where he wanted yeah. to forget about what the entire night and what happened. Well, looks like he went to a different brothel, passed out for the night. He wakes up to who else but his friggin' uh, his, his brothel wench <laughs> that he took the Dragonstone. But she's not in Dragonstone no more. Now she's here, and it seems like she's starting to play the game a little bit. I said that she reminded me of Shay earlier in the show, and now she's yeah. really starting to remind me of Shay. Because not only did she, you know quote-unquote, take care of Damon, which, of course, that's got ulterior motives behind it. But the spy that was following them around all night, she pays off. So that spy was there because of her, right. which I found to be very, very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, we should mention that we also quickly saw right after Rainara uh, and Cole get together, the spy went to Isle Hightower. Told him what he saw. Yeah, that's how they. Yep, that's right. That's how we found out. Yep. So he's gonna go tell. He the spy tells Otto, and then in the morning we see that he goes and tells uh, Damon's girl. So they were both, you know, paying him off. He's doing a little double dip. Made double spy pay, yeah. yeah, double dip. Yep, definitely. Nothing wrong with that. But what exactly is she up to? You know what I mean? Like, why is she having someone spy on Damon? Like, what is she, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does like, she just not trust him, or exactly? Is there, is there another motive? That's what you I'm know? thinking. Is, is, she is trying auto to do... paying her to? Ooh, you know what I mean? Like, that's good. Is that somebody that is, that's is kind of reporting to Otto at the end of the day? That's um, good. Yeah, I like that. That's a good thought. Thing. That's a very good thought. 
Well, like I said, big time Shea vibes. Yeah, big time. She's not just some dumb wench. She knows nope. she's she's playing the game. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Um, so, like we said, Otto now knows. So Otto in the morning. Now that it's, he's done some due diligence, he's talked to a couple of the I guess the other people that were in the brothel. He has to go tell the king. And boy, does it not go well at all. The <laughs> king is furious. He doesn't even believe it. And sure enough, what does he do? He basically accuses Otto of trying to further his own his own plot, his own his own self. Which again just goes to show how fucking bad the king is at his job. Like this is actually the one. Well, like this is numerous times now where Otto's given him information that is actually true, and he. It is true. He yeah. does it. I don't know if he just. He probably just did it out of you know like out of spite or like was just like so mad at the time that he found out. It was kind of like initial reaction, but. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just more proof that he's so bad at his job. Like, this time, Otto's literally telling the truth. He's telling you word for, like, you saw what happened. Yep. It's not like how the first time was where, you know how I was saying when the, the uh, David made that speech about how, you know, the right, king right, for right. a day, and you never heard him say it. He's telling him now, like, we saw yeah, what they saw. Like, yeah, and he's like, oh, you're out of here. You're done. It's yeah. like, dude, this time I'm actually telling you the truth on what's happening. So, it's, yeah. again, it's just more evidence that the king is just... It's not, true. The not king did bring king. up one good point, though. He's basically saying, like, why was anybody watching my daughter, though? Like, my daughter's the heir, the princess. Like, why is, aside from, like, you're a king's god, her personal protector. Yeah, why right. is, why why do you have yeah. spies watching my daughter? Yeah. The only reason that you would is if you were looking for something to basically. To report back to the, you about, exactly. report back to the king about, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not, you, you, there's nothing that's going to be good that's going to come to you. Yeah. Like, oh, she was feeding all the little kids in the homeless mm. shelter. You know what I mean? They're right. not going to go tell the king that, I'm sure. Yeah. He's only looking for something negative. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that, I think the king does probably, he says he doesn't believe it right away, but I think he probably very quickly turns that around. Well, you see that at the end of the, the, end of the yeah. episode, too, that he, yeah. But I think that is more so what he's worked up about. I think that he's starting to see Otto for playing the hands that he's been playing and doing a little bit of moving some pieces behind Again, his back. Again, it took you this fucking long, and it took you for him to tell it. you the truth for you to realize, like, what's going on. True. Not good at his job. Yep. We find out that, of course, not only was the king in the room, but Allison was there also the whole time, still in the bedchamber. She overheard everything her father said. Doing the nail thing. Doing, yeah. <laughs> Picking out a disgusting It's like such a small little thing. It's gross, but like it's it's a nice little touch. Like, yeah. Oof. It's gross. Uh, and sure enough, what is she going to do? She's going to leave the king's chamber. She's going to send Cole to go get Raynara, and we're going to have ourselves a little girl chat. We're going to find out exactly what happened. Allison wastes no time confronting her. Says, my father said that you were fucking your uncle. Like, literally last night in a brothel. To my response would be, you fucked my dad and had a baby, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Touche, like, touche, what you, Like, touche. what do you mean? Yeah, who cares? Like, why should you care? Like, you're literally carrying around my, my brother for crying out loud. Like, what? What do you mean? True. You know what I mean? What I find very interesting, though, is what she, how she reacts. I was not expecting this at all. Raynara looks her dead in the eye and lies right to her face. Yeah, stone, Says, stone cold lie. Yeah. not. Yeah. Says, I went out with them. We had some fun. We saw a show, but Damon never, ever touched me. Yeah. I swore swear too, on the, right, on the yeah. memory of my mother. Right. Yeah, I was just like, oh, damn. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this bitch can lie. Yeah. And if you want to be a good ruler, especially in Game of Thrones, you got to be able to lie, baby. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, turns, you know, after kind of giving her own side of the story, a little little missing out of information, telling her what she needs, but not all the whole story. 
basically Allison believes her, takes her. All right, you know, you know. How can you have to? You I mean, she that's the way she portrayed her. The speech was very well. Yeah. It's very hard not to take her. No, nope. not to take her side. Yeah, no kidding. And I feel like she kind of knows too. Like if she found out from Otto, like you know, or her dad, like I feel like she kind of knows that. That her dad's a bit of a slime ball, right? And, yep. and like she knows what his ultimate goal is at the end of the day. So yep. I think that was kind of in the back of her mind too. I definitely think that there could be some truth to that, Seth. I do think that because she's going to mention almost so much herself uh, shortly. Uh, but before we get to that, Damon is going to get dragged into the throne room, hung over as a motherfucker. And now he's going to have his awkward conversation, and he's going to deal with last night's allegations. Yep. Only his is with the king. Yep. The king accuses Damon of sullying his daughter, and Damon just basically just doesn't deny it. He doesn't say that it did happen. Oh, fuck. Look, you want to do the... Actually, no. Oh, you got to do it. It's always the same time every week, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, around the same time for... We'll have to create some kind of a fucking a logo or something to put up. <laughs> like the but, generic, like, we'll be right back kind yeah. of thing. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. should we fix that camera just like a tiny bit, actually? Yeah, you saw. Yeah, it's like a little bit of a But like I said, you know, Damon, you know, doesn't doesn't say that, like, yeah, like, yeah, it happened, but just doesn't deny it, basically. Definitely not. And then says, you know, like, hey, we used to bang all kinds. We used to bang our way through the brothel houses when we were younger. Why should she not lose her virginity to me rather than just some common, you know, brothel whore piece? And the king and, actually, for once, has a valid thought. <laughs> like, because you're my fucking brother? Right, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I was like, because, oh, oh, yeah, he's, he's got a point. Like, yeah. Touche, again, uh, fair. Don't like, don't like the king that much, but he had a point that time. Yeah, and right away the king, of course, again, only kind of worried about his own shit. Is like, who's going to take her now? What lord is going to take her now? And Damon shows why he is really the dragon, not like his bitch-ass brother. He's like, dude, you're the fucking dragon. He's like, whatever right. you say is truth. Whatever yeah. you say is law. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... You can tell the lords whatever you want. You're yeah. the king, dude. Right. Be the king. Yeah, who gives Stop a fuck, who who gives a fuck what the people gossip. think. Yeah. Exactly. And he goes, you know, dude, I'll fucking take her. I'll take her right now as she is. Yeah, he said something like, I don't, you know, I'll take her. I don't care about her flaws or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it was awesome. just lays his hand right down on the table, asks the king himself for her, his own niece's hand in marriage, says, I'll marry her. King, you already have a wife. Again, we're bringing up this same woman from the Vale. That I don't, I don't, I'm starting to think we're never going to see this woman. <laughs> <laughs> but She's probably been dead for years. Probably, yeah. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. David probably took her out already. Um, but basically, you know, uh, Damon, you know, Aegon the Conqueror took two wives. I can take two wives. King not having any of it. Um, but it seems like this was kind of Damon's plan all along, sort of. Like, I, I feel like this whole episode, I feel like he, he came in, he was down on the knee, he's offering the crown, he's offering the stepstones. But I think he was still pissed that his brother tried to send help and aid after, you know, two, three years of war that didn't go their way. They lost a bunch of troops. He was already banished before that. I think that he came to King's Landing with his plan. new crown and his new swagger, and I think he was looking to cause some friction. Yeah, plan was there. Execution was terrible, <laughs> is what I would say. Just like, I don't think that that's how he imagined it, you know what I mean? Like, coming up short and then having to explain to the king what happened. So, yeah, I think ultimately that was his plan. I just can't imagine that that's how he planned on executing 
yeah. said plan. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but, you know, the king, for the second time now and in four episodes, banishes Damon again. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Don't ever come back. Damon's like, all right, bro, whatever. And then lets out one of the most, I would say, realistic hungover moves of all time. Doesn't get up and leave the throne room. Just literally rolls right over <laughs> on the floor and goes, I'm sleeping right here. I'm fucking hurting. Like, I ain't leaving. I'll leave when I leave. <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there. We've all, we've all had that following morning. This whole, the whole scene, I thought he was perfect. I was like, this guy is hungover. Yeah. Like, I have been there. Right. That is every, everything. Conversations, moving, it's all miserable. The cold floor. <laughs> he probably yeah. felt so good. Yeah, no, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was good. Uh, but then we go to a quick conversation with the king and his queen, Queen Allison. Uh, Allison basically just defends Reynara again, says that she believes him. King says, why would Damon lie? And Allison says to fucking, you know, sully your, your reputation, to ruin your look as king. So I think the king kind of starts to see, all right, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe fucking this whole thing was a ploy. Who knows? What's the, it just know. goes to show that both, like, both high towers are... Not like, you know, Allison's not really controlling them as much, but, you know, both high towers they have say over how the king feels and yeah. what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just more proof there with Allison. Yep. And then we kind of start to get to the end of our, uh, our the, the end of our episode here. We get to the big scene where the king finally calls Reynara to talk to her herself. Now that he's talked to Damon, she's talked to Allison. Let's have a conversation mano y mano. She comes into his chamber, and there's a fire going, and what's in there? The cat's paw dagger. Heating up in the flames, she goes to pull it out, and the king says, take a good look. The heat brings out a scripture, very Lord of the Rings X, actually. Yeah. But on the blade itself, the cat's paw dagger that we've seen in Lord of the, Ring, in Lord of the Rings, in Game of Thrones, that you know tried to kill Bran, that eventually kills the Night King, has the story right on it inscribed, the Song of Ice and Fire, the, the dream that Aegon had. Which I thought was an awesome, awesome, another, like, just tie-in to wrap yeah. the whole thing together. I thought that was so yep. fucking cool. Yep. Especially to, like, so it's a weapon that we've already seen a bunch of in the show, like I said. Now we're going years earlier, but we're finding out new things about it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I feel like that's... And this cool. is all, like, off-script, too, right? Like, this this isn't part of, like, the books yeah, or no, anything no, like that. So, yeah, even, yeah, no. Even the fact that this is, like, this is fresh... You know, very like cool. they came up with it. Awesome it's, it's idea. Very good too, yeah. yeah, I love it. It's a great way. Just it's nothing. It's not like overboard, but it's a cool yeah. little way to. Tie yeah, they're not jamming it down your throat or exactly. coming up with anything far fetched. Like yeah, it's yep for an original like script about it. Yeah, it's very well done. Yep. Uh, but the king says, "Hey, listen. Like, I don't fucking care about what happened with Prince Damon. I don't care about the suitors anymore. The tour that that all that's over. You are going to marry uh, Lena Valerian." And that's it. I'm, I'm done with it. We got to tighten up this these families. We got to bring the people together. It's the best thing for everybody. Rich, ships, all of it. And she goes, okay, fine. I'll marry, I'll, I'll marry him. But let me tell you something. Only if you take care of that scumbag you have on your council who told you about what happened last night, who only had his own self-interest. He's been doing everything in his own self-interest. It's fair trade. Tells the king exactly what a scumbag Otto Hightower is. All the moves that he's basically been making puts it right out and open for the king. And it seems like now he's finally like, shit, how did I not see this sooner almost? Like, you're right. Because what does he do in the very next scene? He calls Otto into his chamber and ding dong, see you later, Otto. You're gone, bro. You're out of here. Out of here, baby. You're out of here. Again, just the fact that it took 
the, him to finally tell the truth to kick him out is just wild to me. And again, just shows how bad the king is. Yeah, thank God he finally did it, though. <laughs> You're out of here for reporting to hey, be exactly hey, what better, happened. Better late than never, you know. Uh, yeah, it I does just, seem though, like when Renara said this to him, that his brain started doing some movements through the years, all the different little things. He starts mentioning all the way back to when Hado became king. He said that his brother was only a uh, hand for five days. Yeah. He's like, dude, tournaments last long. He's like, I never he thought about it. He was just going through the years. It, fucking sketchy, it took us I mean? four episodes to be like, yeah, this guy's got <laughs> You know what I mean? It took us four one-hour episodes. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, he even mentioned. late than never, like you said. Uh, he met, he brings up the fact that, you know, when his wife died, he was obviously devastated and in mourning and stuff like that. And he's just like, who just so happened to be there but your daughter? A calculated uh, distraction, he calls her. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was, I'm like, all right, finally, he's a bad king, but it took him a while, but he's finally putting all the pieces together. We said bye-bye, Otto's gone, he takes the hand pin right off of him, you're done, you're gone, get out of here. I was very pumped, I was very happy to see you. Give him the Vince McMahon, you're fired. (laughs) Yeah, you're fired. (laughs) But I don't think he's going to be gone for long, I'm sure that we're going to see just plenty of him coming Uh, I got a feeling he might meet up with uh, Lord Corliss. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But if uh, if Corliss is, is, I don't want to say like I don't know, not as smart as I think he is, but you know, I think he knew what Hightower was up to the whole time that he was on the council. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think he knows enough about Hightower to be like, I don't, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Yeah, exactly. It can always be remedied, you know, especially back then. Everything can be remedied. Little princess here, you know what I mean? Marriage here, everything can come around. But then we get to the very, very last scene of the show. It was very quick, very funny. Not funny, but. In a, in a way, it was funny. Basically, Reynard is in her bedchamber. The mace that comes in, he whipped up con- uh, concoction for her on the king's demand. And basically, we have Plan B in Game of Thrones, lady. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he came in with his own little teacup of Plan B for yeah. Reynard to take. I gotta imagine that's not very enjoyable. Oh, experience. I bet it tastes awful. Yeah. Who knows what that Plus, shit? Plus, just how it makes you feel. Oh Ugh. my god. She just stares it down, though. I guess that they kind of leave it with the question to the audience. You know, is she yeah. going to drink it? She's yeah. just kind of. Did she take it or not? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that would be. Very I hope not. I hope that her and uh, you Cole. know, Kristen Cole had a you know well, something going on. It's going to be very interesting too if she just agreed to a marriage and if she's pregnant too soon. You know what I mean? That could be problematic. Very, very. But altogether, I thought it was a very, uh, I thought it was a great episode. I loved it. It didn't have, like, the action that some Game of Thrones episode had, but it had all of the weird moments, the intriguing moments, the politics, the chess. Now, my thing is, like, what I'm really looking forward to is next episode because in the, uh, like, the trailers that they had, the next episode is a wedding. And when has a wedding ever gone well in Game of Thrones history. Very great question. When has a wedding ever gone where somebody hasn't been double-crossed, killed, this, that, and the other? So I think the fact that next week's episode, right, next week's episode, they have a wedding. If history shows us anything, I can't imagine that it's going to just be a smooth wedding and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, tune in Sunday night to find out. Yep. It looks like it's going to be a good one. And like you said earlier, last episode we have before the time. Before jump, you get the jump off. So between and actresses switch Yeah, out. between that, it being a wedding, I don't know. I feel like something's got to give next episode. So I, I think something, I don't know what, but something's about to pop off next episode. Yeah, Everyone enjoy your time with Princess Reynard because her actress is about to get switched out. But yeah. Which is a shame because uh, like she's, it's, done she's very done a phenomenal job. Yeah. I think they all have, like, even, even Allison. Um, yeah. I, I, no, I yeah, think definitely. all the all the younger 
like actors and actors. It's only like, like four. It's them two and then Lenor, who's uh, the sea snake son. Too? No, no, no. Matt Smith. Oh, uh, yeah, he's in. Yeah, nice. No. Okay. It's uh, Lenor and then his the the younger sister of the sea uh, of Lenor. I think it's Lena. Got it. That they tried to marry off. Yeah. I think it's only like them four that I switched out. Because most of the other ones are already like old enough that they can just use makeup and shit like that. Yeah, that's they're true. like at teenage years yeah. to like adult years. Yeah. So doing a full swap. Uh, but like I said, one more episode with them. Looking I'm in love with that. Princess Rinara. I am. I have a feeling you're going to yes. see more of her now going forward. I think she's going to start getting some roles and stuff. You know what I mean? She did a great job. I'm, I'm, I'm sure her stock's only going to go up from here. You know what I mean? Um, but. With that, that wraps up uh, episode four, House of the Dragon. One more episode, and we're at the midway point already, which is crazy. I feel yeah, like it's it going so fucking fast. Yep. Too fast. Yep. Uh, they just got to have it not during football season, not with the fucking Packers playing on Sunday night. <laughs> but oh, why, just, are they Sunday night this week? Yeah, Packers are <laughs> Sunday night this week. <laughs> so hey, I'm about to go hey. through the same thing that you just did. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Let me tell you, man. Whoever scheduled that game during the Brady Who's the game? Packers playing? Bears. <laughs> It should be an easy win. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 what could go wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for House of the Dragon. That's going to wrap it up for us here together as a as a show today. Great show. Uh, we hit it all. We did a bunch. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, as always, please, please, please share the show around. Tell everybody. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Please. Just listen please. to it on the way to work and on the way home from work. That's right. Yeah. We're all out of here. We're all out at 5 o'clock. Fucking stuck in traffic. 24, 95. Doesn't matter what it is. What are you listening to? 98.5 The Sports Hub where they're just going to bitch about the Patriots? Like, exactly. Just throw it on. Listen to Come it on the way home. Have fun here with your friends. You it's warm I mean? in here. Come on in. There's there's plenty of seats up front. Like, Definitely. Trickle in. Cooking some dinner up at night. Tossing on the speaker. Grab a, grab a beer. Glass of wine. Listen to the boys. Listen to your favorite shows. Throw us a like. Throw us a share. Comment below. That's all we ask. Come please, 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 please. Like the man said, do it for us because it really does help us out. Uh, with that, that's going to wrap us up here tonight. Kalos, as always, thank you, brother, for helping out on the ones and twos. Mr. Rogers, thank you again for being yeah. a guest. Well, we're definitely going to have you back again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll be uh, I'll be switching over to uh, Losa's chair for Cobra Kai. So Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be go. on the lookout for that either Thursday night or Friday morning. We'll be back here breaking down the first three episodes of Cobra Kai, the three of us. So be on the lookout for that. But that's going to be uh, it for tonight. Everybody, happy watching. Take it easy.